Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, good morning, everybody. Happy, happy, happy Sports Saturday. Hall of Fame Saturday to all across the nation. We're the fellas. He's Lincoln Kennedy, the legend, the Raider legend. (laughs) I'm Anthony Garcano. And uh, we come to you live from the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes, could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote, big link. Yo, yo, what do you say, Cuzzo? Today I come to you with worry. Worry? Great, great worry. Well, don't be worried. What's going on? Worry over these two sports that I love. Uh-huh. Including the one I love the most. Uh-huh. A great, great worry. You know, I come from um, a, an all-star warriors. Like, my mother was a, an all-star warrior. My Aunt okay. Cookie was a, a an all-star warrior. Right. And so I worry, took it to worry gene. I was worried all the time. Ah, worried. Now, in this case, those two are worried about, like, their children. Um. I'm worried about sports, so just FYI, <laughs> I'm worried about the game of football. <laughs> I, it was funny, uh, Jonas went on a little soliloquy uh, just a few moments ago, and he was so dead on with this new rule and this sport, and there has to be some sort of inherent risk when you play it. Like You, you can't put those... Uh, sumo suits on guys you, you follow oh yeah yeah you know those big the fat suits i know what you're talking and about they, and they the play suits, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. bubble suits and the sumo suits they have kids and they beat each other and everybody's fine 
can't do it. it. The sport doesn't work that way. And you know what? Bots would suck. Like, I don't want robots. I don't want to root for a robot. Oh, look at the robot got smashed. Ooh, Yay. robots down. I mean, I don't want people to get smashed either, but the sport is what it is. I want to root for a guy and go, look at that guy throw the football. Not look at that bot throw the football. Bad enough, I'm scared about bots anyway, taking over the world. <laughs> you worried about another thing, huh? I am worried about robots. I don't like <laughs> robots. I don't want them in my house. I don't want to be. I don't want to talk to one. I don't want to ask it where I'm going, what directions they are. Give me, you know what, Alexa, stay the hell out of my house. All right. Well, here's what I'll, I'll say. We had this discussion, same discussion in the barbershop yesterday, and a lot of fans who are worried about the game, worried about where the game is going. I think the NFL ultimately, well, first of all, they have to overpolice this stuff in preseason. So you're going to see things that probably won't be called during the regular season, called in the preseason. And it's going to really scratch your head like, man, that's not, that's just football. I think the majority of the public wants to see exactly what you're talking about. But the NFL now, after the, the, the big litigation with CTE and all that other stuff, NFL by paper has to cover it as ass. And it's doing that by saying that we've got rules installed, instilled that if you use your head, you're going to go down or you're going to be suspended. Now, that, there's not to say that it's going to totally take away from football, but we've seen a progressive change or a progressive shift over the last couple of years with football. We've notably said that it's it's inherently soft, softer than it was. It's looking like a glorified seven-on-seven drill, um, and, and that's exactly true. Uh, the game is suffering, but it at least has to put on paper that it's trying to police itself for better safety or safety improvements. Uh, because the the technology is out there, but the NFL collectively does not want to take on, they, they would ruin, ruin the cosmetics if they took on a true helmet that could absorb the blow that you know, they're, they're talking about trying to prevent with this the, the, this regulations and these in these rules. Um, it, it well, aesthetically, like it would look good? No, you remember that Don Beebe helmet that used to wear in, uh, that he wore in Buffalo in the, towards the end of his career? That's yeah. what that's what that's, that's exactly what you're looking at. You're well, looking at you know, the great consumer from. Look. In, well, I mean, you I look. you might you might think oh, you might think that. <laughs> you no, might think I, that no, if you I get don't your really game back, they look like. I mean, as long as, as long as the guys are safe. Well, I, I hear what you're saying. I just don't think they well, want to take that? on that type of they want to take on that type of fiscal responsibility because it cuts into their bottom line. And to someone progressive that comes forward and say, look, we need to do it. Hold on, time, time, time. Are you telling me that you believe the league has an answer to head injuries? I believe not, not head injuries and protective. Yes, they have better protective gear. It's available out there. There are helmets that are available. I've seen, I've seen, you know, demonstration models of it. Haven't been able to use them because you can't get them. The league has a big contract with helmet makers. They're not oh, just okay. going to allow if if the player wanted to go out. Well, why can't the helmet maker buy the technology and have? I think, these, I think it's these? progressing to that, but I think it's also more expensive to make these types of helmets. Okay, well, guess what? It's a lot less expensive than if you got to pay billions in a lawsuit. Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing. We will never have another lawsuit. I will say never, but it's unlikely you'll have another lawsuit like the one for the CTE, like the one the concussions, because now they've covered their butts in paperwork when you sign a contract. 
It's on your contract. You cannot sue for you know concussions or concussion related injuries afterwards. I mean, that's part of the contract these days. Okay, I, I well just like, protect the players. And Look, I'm, I'm totally game. agreeing with you. I think, but there's also there's also back. as also as you mentioned. Well, the game is the game has changed because the players change. The players' attitude has changed. You know what they need. What the players need to understand and they need to figure out is they can no longer use their helmet as a weapon. I know oh, it's it's it, I know it's it's difficult. I've been there. I've, I've there were times I've, I've taken guys by the shoulder pads and I've headbutt them several times during the play. I mean, I I've used my helmet as a weapon. I still have my old helmet in my in my uh, in my house, my office. You'll see the battle scars on my face mask and everything else from what I did to that with that helmet. But until they t- until they over overhaul the technique and the training, and they they do that collectively, which is hard because they don't give these guys enough practice time. It's always going to be the same. Yeah, I, listen, I, I'm all for. I, I I don't need you to use the the head as the weapon. But if you're going to lower your head to go, you're a running back. Or like what we saw the other night, the Hall of Fame game. Right, right. I mean, I, I didn't think it was egregious. Did you think that stuff was egregious? Was No, was, but but I did expect them to over-police it during the preseason. They always yeah, do that I, with new yeah, rules. Yeah, I know. I, I You know, again, that's what I was watching the game with Coach Spags, and we were sitting there, and he's like, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It was, It's just let, let it go now, and then – you know, call it now and then get into a rhythm and then it'll be fine once the season starts. See? So intellectually, I, I get it. They're still messing with the game. Man. <laughs> They've been messing with the game. Look, the game, the, the game. Tackling leaves a lot to be desired. For what it's worth, blocking and leaves a lot to be desired. I, I've seen garbage football by damn near every team in the National Football League. Um, still we, it, the game is hurting. The game is affected by everything that's happened and, and it's still coming out of the shadows of the whole concussion. I love the sport. Like I, I do too. Like, like I love, I, well, you, you, you know, you made a life out of it. So I assume and presume that, um, Lincoln, it's not just football too. Do you see this baseball? You recognize baseball? No, I, I, I depended on you to help me recognize baseball, but when, you kicked her out of our car while we were rolling, and I, I, I no longer know what she. A looks baseball like. blows. All right, let me just tell you right <laughs> off the bat. It blows. This what? has been the worst baseball season what? I've ever encountered. If you're a I Boston Red this. Sox fan, you love this season. Uh, who cares? <laughs> you run away with the. I'm division. not talking about like records, or whatever. The brand of baseball is garbage. It's gross, this sport, where everybody strikes out and these launch angles and nobody knows how to manufacture or cares to manufacture a run. It's ah. and shifts and, and all this crap. The sport sucks. Do you realize that on average now, the ball in play, they go four minutes between the ball being in play. That's during the game. Really? Wow. Yeah. Because all the who takes every everybody takes every pitch, because all the swings and misses, all the flipping strikeouts. Stop swinging the uppercut. Who what genius came up with the uppercut? The sport blows. Um. 
Uh, it does. It sucks. This season has sucked. Can I tell you? You you are telling me. I'm hearing you. Do I get a, an amen or no? Do I get I a co-sign? Well, here's, the thing, here's the thing. Here, oh, here's what I will say, and we'll bring in the, the rest you, of Joe. the cast after the break. Indeed. But 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 the the thing is, is that we've seen either feast or famine. Everyone is attracted to the I long ball. I've seen feces. Oh, okay. too much. <laughs> I heard that story. But, <laughs> Jonas, listen to Jonas. But you, you, we've we've grown attractive again with the the big the Stantons and the judges hitting monstrous home runs out of the park. You're right. There are there, there's not a whole lot of teams that play small ball successfully successfully well. I'm not saying you that play small mean. ball all the time, but geez, you know how to manufacture a run. Like uh-huh. you know, it's ninth inning and you need a run. Get a guy. You got a guy over. Get a guy at third base. For less than two outs. Make contact. I know. Yeah. The swing and miss is unbelievable. You know, you, you the swing and misses throughout Major League Baseball can replace all the windmills in, in freaking Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's outrageous. It, it's outrageous. What? It sucks. Like that sport what? sucks. And you wonder why people don't watch it. They, well, they change the game overnight. We've got four hours to dissect it, my friend. I don't worry about football. I mean, geez, you wonder why basketball is, is, is healthy and, and well, well. Yeah, you can't you can't be too critical of basketball because you know Kevin Durant will come at you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got lots to dive into, including. Uh, the Urban Meyer situation, that is just an absolute mm. mess. Colossal mess. Wow. Urban Meyer, when the news came out, talk about the news that shook the landscape. Where the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, we're just getting started on a fellas Saturday. Great news. There's a quick way that you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I have no idea what the hell this music Sam is playing, but you know it is. Um, oh, come on! Oh, come on! What? Oh, okay. oh you noticed too. I noticed too. I didn't rec- I didn't recognize the intro. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, Back I in the day. Come on. Yeah. No. No. I, I like I said. I didn't recognize the intro. I was like, I, I got it. Yeah. Wiggle it just a little bit. I know. Yeah. 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 So, who sings this? Who's, 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 who makes this? Sam. I don't know. You don't know. You played. You don't know who made it. This I'll look into like it Mark, real quick here. It sounds like some Marky Mark junk. Anyways, um, Cuzzo, garbage, 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 hot garbage. This um, I was going garbage. Room. Okay, I went dead ugly. That's some garbage. <laughs> this Urban Meyer situation, man. Um, no, it's terrible. But before we get to that, okay, because okay. that's a huge story, we need to do it. Can we address my worries and my fears with the crew? Let's introduce the crew. Yeah. All right, all right. It's that time you introduce the crew. Let's go to uh, our uh, producer Triple M. He is, of course, Mike Mayer. Good millennial, Mike. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. How we doing? How we feeling this fine Saturday? I'm worried about these sports, you know. Worried about? Oh uh, no, team. no. I, I'm I'm with you because like it's weird. Like 
I've known for a long time that the Indians are good, but it's like I'm not really emotionally invested in the season. And I talk, and you know me, I talk sports with my dad all the time. I even mentioned him what's going on with the Indians. He's like, Mike, I really don't. I'm really not that invested in the baseball season right now. It's just it's weird. And you're so right on that because we're talking about like these numbers and these launch angles and these statistics and and it's just like. Remember back to like 20 years ago, the summer of 98 with Big Big Mac, Mark McGuire, and Sammy Sosa? That was fun. And that was baseball for me as a kid that I loved. And now you're like, like I, I love the Cleveland Indians, but it's it's just a weird season, man. It really is. Really. So I'm, I'm kind of with you. Right? It's it, bizarre. It, it really is. Because like we, we love the postseason, and obviously we'll get hyped up for that, but... You've kind of looked at, and specifically for me as an American League guy being an Indian head, you already know who's going to the playoffs. There's, there's legitimately like you got the three division winners. The Yankees are going to, or the Red Sox are going to win the the wild card, and then it's either going to be the Mariners or the A's. Like nobody else is in contention, so why are we even like the rest of the teams in the American League? Why are you even watching? Like why, why why would you even care? Because it's not even competitive. Well, I don't yeah, know. And look, I don't even mind about the you know the the teams running away. I'm not mad at the Red Sox or anything else. I'm just talking about the brand of play. Right. Yeah. The, the whole I like, just swing and miss. Switch, My God, swing, stop! Swing. Yeah, you got guys like Bryce Harper, who's in a contract year, hitting two fourteen, and he's got twenty eight home runs. Nobody hits for average. The whole league is not hit for average. Right. It's a hideous product. Sometimes. My God. By and large. If you watch a lot of bit, you're going, oh, my God, stop. Make it stop. Right. Just stop. Stop. Just stop. Yeah, you just take a look at the number <laughs> of home runs. It's just a swing and miss. Like, it's not fun to watch a guy strike out. It's not It's not fun. Like, that style of game, like, if your guy hits a home run, that's great, but the odds of that happening are not that good. Like, it's the swing and miss mentality. It's like, yeah, 50-50 shot that you hit it out of the park or you get it to the warning track or whatever, but, yeah, it, like you said, the product itself, selling it like that is, it's not, it's lackluster. You're right. I, you know, and, and Lincoln, so I had on, uh, you, you remember Mike Schmidt, Hall yeah, of Fame yeah, third yeah. baseman, Absolutely. right? Yeah. So I had him on my local show. He's a Philly, right? So I had him on my uh-huh. local show and, and uh, you know, Phillies are doing good right there in first place yeah. in, the, in the NL East. And, and so we're talking about the, the state of the game and he's trying mightily. Not to be that dude who says the game stinks today, right? And he's trying. <laughs> like, he doesn't want to be that guy. Right. But, like, when you start to talk about the nuances of what you're watching, like, it's bleeding through him without him trying. When he's trying so hard not to be the dude that poops on the game, Right. Well, but, look, I think it's an, it's a, it's a generational thing as well. You know, we don't want to be those guys. I don't want to be one of those former football players who be like, oh, these guys got it so easy right. today. They coddle. Right. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. But, you know, sometimes it's just true. Sometimes no. you just go, you know, this blows. All right. Like, let's be real about it. Yeah. We say, here he is, Iowa Sam. Hello, guys. Uh, and good for morning, the record, guy was good saying. morning. And for the record, that was yes, "Wiggle It" by Two in a Room, a great song from the early '90s or late Were you '80s. Even born? <laughs> I'm an '86er, so yeah, I bet I was. Oh my goodness! Um, but I will say uh, I'm excited about this show because I'm cooking up something for you guys. You're gonna love. 
Sue's, Sue Chef Sam has something in the kitchen. Wow, I'm just, I can't wait Ooh. for this. Palms I heard about puns. it. I'm, you're worried about sports. Show. I'm worried about this pun. I'm worried about this. Oh, they'll be flying fast and loose. Don't oh, you brother. worry. Did you know Jonas had to stop and apologize to the to the audience? Oh, really? For one of uh, Iowa Sam's puns. Yeah. No, it wasn't oh. a pun. I said oh, not a pun. It was more of a, a lot of Oregon Duckster in the CFL yeah. because they played a, a wide open offensive game. And in the CFL, you only have three downs, so you have to you have to kind of right. get a little and more inventive. And Oregon's close to Canada. And yeah, you could hitchhike up to Oregon if you wanted to. So there you go. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. How about that? <laughs> All righty then. Always entertaining, uh, my always, man. Always. I was I'm glad to be here. Always entertaining. Moment. And uh, we love him on trending, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's a great sportsman. He is Figgy. Kevin Figures. Good morning, Figgy. Morning, Anthony. How you doing, brother? All right, now I, you're a baseball man. Yeah, like of course. Myself. Of course. And hi, Link. Like- by the way, Figgy. What's happening, brother? Not too much, brother. Thanks for coming on the podcast this week. Appreciate it. My pleasure, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, the podcast. Nice. Oh yeah. Talking some Raider. Talking some Raider football. Is the Raiders podcast? No, no, it's just a general podcast that I do for for our a local affiliate out here, AM five seventy LA Sports, and we had a oh, I gotta we had go a big, download me some some figgy on the podcast, yeah, uh, FNA dot com or on the iHeartRadio app. Just search FNA Podcast, you'll find us. I love it, the FNA. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I like it's my kind of <laughs> podcast, uh, and it's you, so I like it. I appreciate uh, so it, brother. Fig. Yes, like help, help me out here because you love baseball too. Mm-hmm. You, you like this baseball, this brand of baseball? No. Not in the least bit. And speaking of my podcast, we also had Kevin Kennedy, the former uh, Major League Manager, analyst now on the Dodgers Radio Network, also was the main analyst for Fox for, for many years. And he talks about how there's just not situational hitting nowadays, too. He talks about how you have to do, you know, a lot of guys moving runners over. There's That's yeah. a lost art in baseball. Everybody's trying to swing for the fences now. It's this launch angle, hit for home runs, and the shift is a part of that. But he also says these guys have to learn to adjust and learn to be situational hitters, and it seems like that's not being taught anymore. And that's a flaw in a lot of these modern players' game. If, they, if the entire left side of the infield is open, go the other way. Shorten your swing. Guys don't do that anymore. Everybody is swinging for, for yard, and that's that's a major issue. A, a complete major issue. And But here's the thing that scares me more yeah. is the amount of strikeouts. Right. And that's because guys are you know big swings. Everybody's waiting for the, for the three-run home run. Everybody wants to go deep. Guys aren't willing to work counts and just go, settle for an RBI single or just settle for a single down the line, and that's a problem. So my question to you is because I, I don't want to be that guy, right? I'm not that guy. I love sport. I love it. And I still watch. I watch everything, and I enjoy it with great enthusiasm. Right. Except, you know, when when, when stuff isn't good, mm-hmm. I, I do have to call it out. It doesn't mean I'm not going to watch Right. It doesn't mean I don't sit there every night like a loser, but I gotta, I gotta say it. I gotta, it's well, driving me crazy. This, this, the, the uh, analytics that tell you to swing for the fences every time is just horrible for the sport. Yeah. Because you want the sport to be entertaining, and you're taking a bit of the, the entertaining element out of it. I mean, look at a guy like Ichiro who made a living off of hitting in the gaps and hitting down the line and running around the bases. He wasn't a power hitter. What, what kind of player would he be if he was coming up now? 
You know, he would be forced to change his game and try to become a power hitter and not be as effective of a, as a slap hitter as he was. If you're going to make rules changes and use analytics, use the NBA as a perfect example. They changed the game for the better, I would say. You know, remember in the early 2000s, you would have final scores of Eastern Conference games be 69 to 65? Oh, yeah. They went and they took out the hand-checking rule, opened the game up, more offense, more excitement. Add that to now the analytics in the NBA to say you should shoot three-pointers more because it's more efficient. Now you have more higher-scoring games. That's why the NBA is so much more entertaining. Every change is not for the better. Yes, chicks dig the long ball, quote-unquote, but really don't dig strikeouts, though, and that's the problem. So you go on this giant feast or famine without anything in between, it does make the game very boring. I agree. Well, you also take it a step further because these guys are also considering their personal brands. Mm -hmm. They see guys like Judge and Stanton and all these big, big monstrous home run hitters getting a lot of attention. A lot of the, the, you know, the, 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 what, the, the, the marketing and stuff like that because they, because they are hitting balls out of the park and they want to join them. They figure that they want to join them. That's why the home run is, I mean, I think in my opinion, if I was a player in the baseball, I'd be trying to hit as many home runs as I could too. Uh, All right. But, Just if you swing, just you you don't need to swing an uppercut, mm-hmm. all right? Right. If you swing and you're you're basically level, they're going to come. Home runs are going to come just because of how the bat is, just because of angles. The, the you don't need to dramatically shift your angle, your swing angle, your swing plane. You don't need to do that. Like now, you, you, you're killing it. Yeah. Now, I mean, the defensive shift, and Tom Verducci wrote an article about this in, uh, in Sports Illustrated last week, is a big reason why guys are swinging for the fences, too. And it goes back to my to my talk and, and what Kennedy told us about guys not changing up their swings and, and hitting to all fields. Uh, when you shift uh, to a certain side of the field, whether it's the right side or the left side, because a guy tends to hit ground balls on that side of the field, instead of them learning to go the other way, they just want to hit the ball high, try to hit it above the shift. Whether it's right. a home run or just try to you know bloop it over the top, as opposed to trying to adjust and maybe work a little bit harder to try to get a better inside out swing, and that's why guys are just focused now. Well, if I can't get it through the shift, I'll just hit it over the shift, and that's yeah. what it, that's what it's turned into. Yeah. Well, that's why I miss guys like Vladimir Guerrero who could hit anything off of anyone. I mean, right. he just he, he, low, high, inside out. He always had a way of torquing just to get the job done. And but yeah, you don't see the, a lot of those points. No, you're right. You're right on. The analytics, though, too. The analytics that tell me that devalue stolen bases. <laughs> well, yeah. all of a sudden, now nobody nobody steals bases now. Well, the thing, I mean, why would you steal a base if we're swinging for the fences anyway? Moving a guy over a base, moving a guy over another base, and then butting right. them home. I mean, that element of the game isn't even necessary. So if you're going to play baseball the way they're playing today, I guess analytically speaking, the, the stolen base really doesn't mean that much. Right. That doesn't mean it's not exciting, and I don't mean that we shouldn't have it. I absolutely love it. No, but the way the game is played, it is devalued. Yeah, the whole thing. Well, and, and that's the, this game. It's And when you have, and now Schmitty told me this, they you have four minutes without the ball being in play. Wow. Four minutes during the game. That's amazing. Wow, the game's going on four minutes. <laughs> Snooze fast. Hey, I wonder why nobody watches the damn thing. <laughs> God. I was Sam. I love how the Dodgers put up 21 runs uh, the other night, setting a Dodger Stadium record, and then they put up one run uh, today or yesterday, I guess, 
So I guess over those two games, they averaged 10 runs. Is that, yeah. does that count? Right? Sure. But they sure. had seven home runs. It's yeah, a perfect no, example of what we're talking about well, in that 21-5 no, exactly. win. We had two games this week where teams we scored 25. over 20. We had a 25 spot yeah. for the Nationals against the Mets, which was a laughing yeah. stock. And then we had 21 runs from the Dodgers. Well, Texas on Thursday night had, what, 18? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no we've, been, no, we've had a lot of those games where like these teams are just blowing people out. And then it leads into this other thing where... When these games are being such blocks, we're bringing in position players to throw pitches. Yeah, well, it's always been that way, but yeah, it, but it, it's just like that's not good either because then you're getting guys like I remember, like I think it was like Kike Hernandez came in against your Phils, tossed up a walk off home run because it went so deep into the game. Wow, well, that was stupid. It was dumb. You're, yeah, it was, the seventh inning, your starter goes seven innings. There's no reason why you should be out of pitchers. That was just bad managing. It was terrible. Yeah, that was me. the 16th. They And I believe they had one arm left. Well, this is a problem, too, when you talk about using every single pitcher that you have in your staff through 10 innings and not having the foresight to know that this thing could go on a little bit. So at that point in time, they won't admit it, but the Dodgers pretty much conceded that game. Sure they said, let's get out of here. We have a day game tomorrow. Let's just throw them out there and see what happens. Let's get, out, let's get on the bus and get home. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible managing. Terrible, terrible managing. All right, Figgy, take it away, my man. All right, we'll start in Major League Baseball since we're talking about the Dodgers and Astros. As Sam mentioned a second ago, Dodgers scored just one run. They lose to the Strohs 2-1. Justin Verlander tied his career high with 14 strikeouts in the victory. Patrick Corbin struck out nine for Arizona. D-backs beat the Giants 6-3. D-backs and Dodgers are now tied for the NL West lead. The A's walked off Detroit. Ditto for the Brewers. They got a walk-off home run from Eric Thames and a win over Colorado. Wins for the Twins and Angels. Rick Porcello pitched a complete game one hitter led the Red Sox to a 4-1 to win over the New York Yankees. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In golf, at the second round of the Bridgestone Invitational, Tommy Fleetwood, Ian Poulter, and Justin Thomas tied atop their leaderboard at 11-under. Tiger Woods, five shots off the lead, currently sits at a tie for sixth place. And in CFL news, guys, Johnny Manziel, 11-for-20, four interceptions, benched in the fourth quarter in his debut for the Montreal Alouettes. Oh, no, we saw that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, they bring him in and, and... He had very little uh, camp, right? Well, yeah. he did, yeah, he didn't have a whole lot. He was just involved in a trade not too long ago. He doesn't yeah. have chemistry with the receivers, but I think the biggest thing that's going to hurt Manziel from what I've seen last night, there were just throws that he couldn't make on that wide field. They're going to have to – June Jones is going to have to condense the game to a side and teach him you know, quarterly football or half-field football because there's some throws he was trying to make from one hash, a left hash – to the far right sideline, he just could not get it over there. Yeah, well, yeah, you're, I could see that. You know, on the arm for that. But uh, let, let me ask you a question, my boy. When you found out that Urban Meyer had been placed on administrative leave, what, what was your reaction? Because I was like, what, what, what? Like completely stunned. Yeah, well, let me back up. I said June Jones. I said Mike Sherman is, is coaching him now but um, uh, with um, Montreal. But in the, in the case of Urban Meyer, I was surprised. I was really surprised. It's like fall of, of a giant. Um, wanted to know what happened. And then when you found out the news, it became 
ethics versus football. You know, Urban Meyer's football acumen is is nothing to be scoffed at. I mean, he's he's done. He's he's basically the creator of the modern day spread offense. If you wanted to go that far, however you want to look at it, um, his influence is is that deep. But we've learned something talking about history. We've learned something even after everything that came out of um, Penn State, and and even though that was longer long time ago. Of course, with the, the, the Me Too Matters movement and women's rights and all the things that have come out from these campuses, nothing is going to go undiscovered. It, 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 things that are done in the dark are eventually going to come to light. My grandmama used to say that to me when I was a kid. But there are things like this that now it, it, it's a couple years ago, but it affects the integrity of the program because now everybody's looked at with, with, with a different lens. And more importantly, if you're Urban Meyer and you see what's going on right now, everyone's continuously passing the buck. This is the, you know, they're, they're, it's Urban's passing to him, Zach Smith's passing to him, Gene Davis. I mean, everyone's passing the buck around. I told him I did. So we don't know who to believe. But the bad part about it is that you, no one looks, no matter who's passing the buck, no one looks clean. No one looks like they, they deserve to keep their job, if you will, because everything that, that has happened. Well, let me ask you a question, because the, if he tells the truth, like, is this come down to just telling the truth? And he says, listen, uh, yeah, I knew about it, and I was trying to help and counsel this couple that was going through a very difficult time. If he had did that in Chicago, we wouldn't probably have a story here. Well, that's my point. Yeah. If he I mean, says that yeah. and just doesn't lie. It, it, is it still – is he still – does he still have a job? I, I think he has a job because then you can you can control it from that point. The big thing that people are going after Urban about, especially in, in the media, is the fact that he lied. Why did you lie? Why are you changing your story now? Okay, so how much did you know about it? What did you do about it? Right. Well, if he just says – and I'm curious because I, I, like, I don't know what happened and God forbid – the issues between the, the couple and the minute you raise a hand to a woman that your hand should wither. You're, you're Absolutely. a coward and, you know, let alone Mr. Big Time, you know, football coach. Come on, man. That's horrible. But if the guy has issues, who knows? The wife is it? Who knows what's going on in people's houses, right? Like the when it comes to behind closed doors, who knows? If it's a situation where. Urban Meyer, who is trying to counsel this couple and and bring them on in life, like there's an older couple, Urban Meyer and his wife, and they're trying to work through it. I mean, that happens all the time, where you have young coaches and young wives and the older coaches with their wives. That's a, all that stuff's real. Yeah. Where people are trying to help out the younger people, kind of show them the way. This is how it is, and. In any profession, let alone that that profession, real life. If 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 he just says, "Look, I'm I'm try I was trying to counsel them, get them through it, get everyone help, get everyone situated," you know, the, his grandfather was my mentor. The family means a lot to me, and I was trying to look out for their young family. None of this would have come up. It wouldn't be here, and there wouldn't be this mess that is. Now you're talking about the possible fall of a of, of a. I mean, the big program, a great program. Look at what Urban Meyer's been able to do since he took over Ohio State. Yeah, I and you wonder how much does his past 
and kind of the shady past of Florida have to play in this thing. It plays a great deal because now you're going to have somebody who's going to drag all that stuff up to the surface too. That's a big deal, man. Big, Huge. big, big deal. Big deal. All right, we'll come back and uh, back to the NFL. I, I, I have to say this. Like, I know we talk about, like, worrying about the game, and then I opened it up with kind of getting stuff off my chest, but I was happy it was back. Oh. <laughs> How I miss thee. Oh. Even, with even what you saw, you were happy to back, huh? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Fellas on Fox. <laughs> Welcome back, fellas. Look at Kennedy Anthony Gargano. Nah, nah, nah. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Nah, nah, nah. Well, Lincoln, how much of the Hall of Fame game did, did you watch? Mm, probably collectively 10 minutes. That's it? That's it. Come on. I just said, three, doing that not four, not five. That's all you watched? That's all. Oh, Lincoln. Say it ain't so. It ain't so. No, in all actuality, I, I forgot that the Hall of Fame game was on, so I turned it on late. I turned it on late. I was not as gung-ho to start a preseason. It was weird. It's weird to me for it to be How so could you early. Forget? Because normally the Hall of Fame game is followed by the Hall of Fame enshrinement, which is on Saturday. See, they always want to mess to be up on something. It wasn't, it wasn't broken. It wasn't, it just, you didn't have to fix it. There was no reason to make the game a couple days earlier before the enshrinement. Let's do all this stuff together. It wasn't well, that Well, it's only because of TV and NBC. Okay. But I'm, but I'm saying I, I did not realize it was on until I got home. From oh an event God. and then turned it on and then I saw ten minutes of it because I play my night around it. I know, I know. You and I are different in that way. I still love you though. Well, it, it was a you know. Let's face it. It wasn't the quality of football. Before you think I'm a lunatic. No, you're not. It's lunatic. not the quality of football that was I was. Football. It was more the show. It was, you know, NBC. It was Collinsworth. It was Al, yeah. and they're back. Yeah. And Michelle Tafoya and yeah. let's go and the Hall of Famers. I love yeah. the Hall of Famers. I love the Hall of Famers too. There's Rain Moss. Class. My favorite Brian Dawkins. The Dawk. I mean, all those guys definitely deserved to be there. I have no problem with anyone in this class. And you know that's a big me, because you know I, I usually have a problem with somebody. Oh no yes problem. you do. Warren defensive player. Warren Sapp. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to say his name. It's Warren Sapp. Is Warren Sapp a Hall of Famer, Lincoln Kennedy? We're we're not going there. So I only watched a couple minutes. No, he's not. We've already talked about it. But well, the record. I know. (laughs) I I love it. I love the Hall of Fame. So I'm going to coming up. I'm going to throw you who of today is uh, has a shot at the Hall. Not like a lock, like because obviously Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. But who has a shot? At the Hall of Fame, mm. and we touch on that. Who could who could be great? Did you watch? Do you watch ten minutes? Jeez, probably about ten minutes. Ten, ten. I, t- I turned on. How much did you watch? I watched the entire thing. Actually, I was here, and uh, I wanted to. I, I just get that fever to watch some football. 
I, I, I don't know what it was. I'm yes, proud of you, man. Yes, yes even though the proud Ravens are my you. biggest rival, I still wanted to watch that game because I was curious to see what the heck well, Lamar Jackson well, would do. Well, even more so, you want to watch it. Yeah. Want to know I, what I'm I was not a fan of the, of the uh, hardball reading glasses. I didn't even see that, actually. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Must have you missed failed it. the test. I failed the test, yeah. Already. I gave you one <laughs> thing and you failed it. He said he watched the whole game, but he missed I wa- I watched the whole. I watched the whole game, but I'm not. You didn't notice I, the, the reading glasses I, that I, Harbs I, was wearing? I, I was at work, so I was peeking up at the game while I was working. Mm. So if, That does not count. When you were home, mm. if you were home, how it, much would you have watched? Who's at work? Even any, yeah. Okay, if I was if I was at home, I would have watched it, but I wouldn't have watched nearly as much as I did. To be fair, all right. Well, you were, but I uh, yeah yeah no. So I kind of faked it. Yeah, but I all watched right. it. I watched all right, it. All right, all right, okay. You got. I, uh, I, I give you. you fool. I I give you points. You not many, but you get points. I was Sam. Uh, if I count up all the uh, the highlights, I probably watched about ninety seconds of it. You are. Uh, I, listen, I don't care. If, do we call it the exhibition games, or do we call it preseason? Because if because if they're exhibition matter? games, we can call our, ourselves exhibitionists, right? There you go. Oh god! <laughs> right, I'm not I, a big I, preseason I, I, guy. I, hold on. You hold went on. to him. You went to him because you just uh, had to open up his mic. I apologize. Like goodness gracious! I'm sorry, Figgy. I'm sorry. I did not mean no, to subject to, you to that. You like that joke? Follow that, Anthony? No. Okay. Man, that's bad. Fig, how much did you watch of the Hall of Fame game? Probably about 15 minutes, some of the first quarter and some of the fourth, but only because I had to work. I was doing some TV work, and so I wasn't near a television, so I couldn't. But if I could, if we want to frame it as if you could be at home and watch the entire thing, I probably would have watched most of it. Most of the the first half, and then checked out until I knew that Lamar Jackson was coming in, and then see his first couple of series. But I I can't sit here and say I would have watched from start to finish all the way through. No, 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 no. Listen, I didn't watch from start to finish all the way through. All right? However, I watched from start to Lamar Jackson finish. That's that's exactly what I would have watched. I saw Lamar Jackson. That's what I saw. And that's pretty much what I wanted to see. Especially once I knew that a lot of the starting points were going to see with the Chicago Bears and Ravens. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. No, I hear you. But people, for some reason, think, oh, the football's bad. Well, yeah, of course. I'm not expecting any kind of real football. But I like the show. I like the let's encapsulize the season. Let's take a look at last year. Let's look at, talk to the Hall of Famers. It's a show. That's what I like, talking to the Hall of Famers, actually. That's yeah, the highlight man. for me of the of the game. Damn I saw right. B. Dawkins' interview, Randy Moss' interview. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Fellas, Fox. Hall of Fame weekend. Those of us that love the game, that concludes all of you out there listening. You love the game. It means you love the players. We get to celebrate. That's what Hall of Fame weekend is. When you watch those guys put on that gold jacket, see the bust being uh, created for uh, Canton, which is awesome. I love it. I do. And I'm going to miss T.O. T.O., 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 T.O. I'm going to miss T.O. not being there. Lincoln, so will you miss of, T- So are a lot of people. Probably, what, four or five people show up? His bust is in Canton. And, no, they'll, they'll, they'll come out. I'm the bad guy. I'm a T.O. fan, man. He was a great player. 
was a great it's player. A shame. It was a great player. I, I think that, again, I understand why he's doing what he's doing. He's upset at the process. He's trying to take a stand at the process. I get it. But it's just it, – it, I, I just I mean, don't agree. Just, I, don't I agree, I agree with you. I, I, you're right. You're right. Fell is live from the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes. Could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Look, I get it. You don't like the system. My Lord, everything's got to be a hassle. What is it? What don't you like about the system? What's wrong with the system? The, 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 most of the people, including myself, don't like the fact that they don't allow enough players in on any given time. So you create a backup naturally. And don't like the fact that, you know, the process for voting for the Hall of Famers is, you know, a couple of days before the Super Bowl, these 48 media members get together in a room and they have a time to make a presentation on why one of their finalists should be, I mean, one of the finalists, finalists nominated to that point should be into, allowed into the Hall of Fame. Somebody like Jerry Kramer, who won titles of Green Bay, long overdue. Long yeah. overdue. But it was, it, was, it was the same thing for a number of people. But what I explain to people when I'm talking about the Hall of Fame is, you got to understand the Hall of Fame's point. They need, they're, they're a museum that wants people to enjoy the game, the history of the game. And they they have to they have to have an impact. So you you we in the, as players we in the media some to some extent put a big in, emphasis on first time balloters and that you knew that Ray Lewis was a first time balloter. You knew um, um, uh, when Peyton Manning comes up, he'll be a first time ballot. You you already know there are guys who are going to be in. Um, there have been guys who have made been made to wait longer than they should have. Art Monk, Harry Carson, those are just a couple names that go off the top. Jerry Kramer, as I mentioned, wait so long of a time. Statistically and 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 game-wise, Terrell Owens deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. He absolutely did, without a doubt. He did everything he needed to do to be considered a Hall of Fame player. His gripe and his grudge against the media and then their gripe and grudge against against him carried over into that voting process. Which tells you, be a little bit more mindful of who you try to piss off and become toxic in during your career. Yeah, I mean, like, I think he's a first ballot guy. I would have voted him first ballot. Well, I do know back in one, one that well, had you to get his first ballot, you got in. You're going to create Well, that's, that's, that's my point. You're, that's, you're in. It doesn't matter whether you get in a first ballot or 15th. You're in. You're in one of the greatest halls in sports. You're in. You remember, you remember the the sort of a uh, kerfuffle over the wide receivers back time with Chris Carter and Andre Reed and Tim Brown were all well. Once upon a time, they had the the room was divided. It was divided by a third, third, third. They couldn't get, they couldn't unanimously pass them, and it took longer. But it, but it happened. I mean, these things do happen. So there's a backup. They need to have more players allowed in. That's my first thing. And, and they also they should do the 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 voting individually, not collectively, and just go from there. All right, so you would have uh, would you would you have a special Hall of Fame panel? I would have a special Hall of Fame panel, but I would also give the Hall of Famers an opportunity to vote. No, I wouldn't. Why not? I, what if they don't like a certain guy? Well, the, the one uh, it's not unanimously they don't like somebody. Nah, I don't. But they, they know they know what it nah. takes to be. They know what a, a good football player is. Why wouldn't you give him a chance to vote? No. Oh, sir. I gotta make sure there's no grudges. Well, I'm, I don't want this. Guy. There's no grudges. Hello, media. Terrell Owens. 
I don't want this guy in. Well, listen, the media's <laughs> wrong for that. The I agree. Wrong. I think the media's wrong for that. I would have voted him in. Well, what I think it should be is a distinguished panel of great football minds. Define distinguished and how and give me give me some names that would be on the Bill panel. Parcells. Okay. Uh like and and, and it had, Mike Shanahan. I don't know. Uh, get, get, uh, Mike Shanahan? I don't know. Okay. Get, too, uh, whatever. I was well, a, I mean you said a distinguished panel. I know, like, a, I know he's a how, Bronco. how many how many's on the panel? I, I I don't know. I'm giving you I don't know, forty eight people. I'll get some media people, I'll get some distinguished Former players, coaches. Well, I mean, GMs. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here, here, here's here's my thing. When you say distinguished former players, why wouldn't you allow it to all the Hall of Famers? They obviously did something right to be there. Why can't they have a vote? I, I, I okay. There's too many. I'm like I don't know. Like it's not too many. They're in. Okay, I just think it should be because players don't see players. See, players watch the game. No, they don't. Not everyone. Oh. You know that. I'm not asking, but here's the thing. If okay, you're, no, a, Hall here, fame, if you're a Hall of Fame football player, let me just finish oh, this point. Stop. If you're yeah. a Hall of Fame football player and you know that you have a vote on the upcoming class of Hall of Fame, wouldn't you make it a point to try to watch more football? Again, no. I, I don't think the players okay. – how many players that I talk to that don't watch the, the – that when the season's going on, they don't know who's good. They, they The whole joke of voting for the Pro Bowl. You you make jokes about it. I I already know the pro the Pro Bowl vote is, is flawed. Half the well, guys it's the same thing. Those guys don't even see each other. They don't even know who's good. But you're going to leave it up. So you're going to tell me that these 48 sports writers they actually watch every game, every season, every player? No, uh-huh. those are like me. I do. Oh, brother, you do. You can't possibly watch every game, cuz. I know you. I know you love football, but you can't watch every. I game. watch just about everything. You know that. Um. You might I'm be. You about, might be the different. You might be the difference, mate. You're the, the 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 different one. But I I'm not saying me. I don't want to be. I'm not qualified for a voter. No. But I'm talking about guys that that follow the league. They they follow the league. They are and and GMs. They're breaking down film. You know, Baldy should be a Hall of Fame voter. He's breaking down every player in the league. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with guys I know who watch the game. I just Troy don't see Aikman, where the problem. Who's who? You know, again, Troy Aikman, who is an analyst, who's, who's also a Hall of Famer, who's okay, also well, there. So I mean, you don't it, look. I just don't see the I'm problem. Getting, you getting that no guys. I'm not saying that no guys in the Hall of Fame deserve a vote. I'm just talking about the guys who vote need to be in a position to have watched them. So well, if you're an analyst, you're a big time analyst. You're Chris Collinsworth. Give him a vote. I don't have a problem with that. Troy gets a vote. A I don't have a problem with that either. I just Tony don't Romo, think that get, whatever. There's, there's not a problem with a, a current Hall of Famer having a vote. If they don't know the game, they don't know the player, they can abstain. They don't have to vote. They just have no, an I'm, opportunity to vote. It's I'm, impacting their, something that they're a part of. No, I'm, I, why can't I just build a panel? Okay. You build your panel. I'll give everybody a vote. We'll agree to disagree there. Why okay. would you give? But not everybody watches the game. T.O. Like, dude, T.O. doesn't watch a down of football. Let's he doesn't watch it down of football. He, it, it's a joke. The, half these guys, I, you know better than anybody. You can't get everybody a vote because they don't want. And you're not going to. Like you're not going to convince me that even if you put a panel together, they're going to know any more than 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 than, than, uh, than everyone else. I mean, uh, in, uh, yeah, the yes, I, Troy Aikman. If I got forty eight Troy, you got Aikmans. a few guys. You don't have forty eight Troy Aikmans. You don't have forty eight Brian Baldingers. Whatever. You don't have them. 
Yes, I do. I, I, I can build a paddle. Oh, okay. You're okay. going to make me build this paddle now, aren't you? I'm not going to make you build You're this paddle. You're going to make me build saying. this paddle. We can agree and, to and now I'm going to spend the next <laughs> two hours oh, building a go. paddle. Of 48 people that deserve to be, 48 deserve people. Hall of Fame votes. That will that will be the Hall of Fame executors, brother. Yeah, now I'm going to deal with Figgy. No. <laughs> I want help, Fig. Yeah, I need help. Okay. All right, I need I need to build a panel. All right. Now, it, it, now seriously, you think To knows Hall of Famers that he doesn't watch any football? He's not watching games. No, and I don't. I think the majority of these guys, especially your older Hall of Famers, a lot of them aren't they don't watching. Watch the games right. I mean, I know for a fact. Like I know uh, Brett Favre did an interview last year when and yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't watch good. a second. He admittedly doesn't watch a second of pro That's football. That's my point. That's why they don't deserve votes. Um, I do like the idea of current analysts. You know, like your Aikman, yes. like your Romos, who do they Thank cover you. the sport and they're former players. They know yes. good play, quality play when they see it. Because you have a player like Link. You say Warren Sapp shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. You're a player. You played against them, and you followed the game. I've got one vote. Right, I got one vote. Right, I, my my one vote does not deter one way or the other. In, in the essence of you're talking about the numbers, true. That haven't have former just want players. Someone to vote that's qualified. I understand what you're saying, cuz I'm not disagreeing with that. I just think those Hall of Famers who have played the game and played the game at a high level can tell someone who's done the same. Could save someone who's Brett deserving Favre to be in there. Admittedly, doesn't then he doesn't have the- to have his vote. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't, doesn't deserve one. Why can't we just have a paddle? Why are you against the paddle? You don't I'm like the paddle. the paddle. I'm not against the paddle. I just well, think that it should paddle. be. I think it should be football people, not sports writers. Total sports writers. That's What's wrong what I with think sports writers. You got a problem with sports writers? No, I don't sports have. That. I said are really total good. sports writers. I said total sports writers. It should be football people. There should be football people. I agree. The game I agree. That's, that's I agree. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I agree. I'm with you. Like Are a we guy talking like Parcells, like, like former general manager types, guys like I think that? It should be everything. Coaches, yeah, people GMs, who covered the game and people who follow the analysts, game and, and, yeah, analysts who watch and cover these games that are able to see these guys and appreciate what they did for the game. That's what you want to be voted in. You don't want these guys who are basing their opinions off of like what other people are saying. Well, let me partial. Like, 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 I, I don't need to have. 48 media guys. Right, give me, no, give me, mix it up, because that's the, sa- that's the same problem. That, give me six like, media guys. No, that, that's, right? the, that's the problem that ba- the Baseball Hall of Fame's having, is like that too many of these guys are, are voting, that they're media guys, and like some of them don't really have a basis for actually watching some of these guys that are up for eligibility. That's the point. Right, That's exactly. the point. Exactly, and that's the biggest problem with the Baseball Hall of Fame, and some of these guys who deservedly should get in are not getting in, and that... Like I, I'm with you, and I think that like having guys like Troy Aikman or uh, guys who have actually watched the game. I mean, I would even say like I, I don't know how you guys feel about Chris Collinsworth. That guy, that guy works his yes. butt. Off. That guy oh, works his. Does. That guy works his butt off. Without for a doubt. He, I mean, listen, Beavis has a vote. I, <laughs> Beavis. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a problem with those guys like that. But I just think there are so many snubs. There are so many times where we're sitting. First of all, you got to wait five years to be inducted. By the time that five year comes, you're you're enthralled with a number, a ton of names. More times than not, you're picking out the most current guys that you most recently remember, right? right. And the long time deserving guys. That, in case in point, Tony Dungy, who I love and have the utmost respect for. With all due respect, if Tony Dungy is in the Hall of Fame, how come Tom Flores isn't? 
If John Madden's in the Hall of Fame with his winning percentage, how come Tom Flores isn't as a coach? If we're talking about Super Bowl winning coaches. You see my point? I don't think Tom Flores is a Hall of Fame coach, but all wow. right. Winning two Super Bowls? How, what, was, what was the difference did between Did he win coaches? with his team? Yeah. Or even if you want to talk numbers-wise. Was it his team? What do you mean, what was it his team? Yeah, he coached them. He coached two Super Bowl wins. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like he, They were already a Super Bowl caliber team. No? He won twice with the team. I don't know what okay. you're talking well, about. It's not It's not Tony Dungy turned over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to John Gruden, and he won a Super Bowl, and now he should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying that. I don't like that. No. I mean, you know. No. I, all right. No. No. Some people think it's a baseline criteria. You <laughs> win two Super Bowls, you're a Hall of Fame. People are saying Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. He's a Hall of Famer. You look yeah, at his numbers. You look at his numbers. There's no way in hell that guy's a Hall of no, Famer. Sheelai is not a Hall of Famer. But you'd be surprised how many Sheelai? people. <laughs> Sheelai. Wow. Was that a Freudian slip there? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> We got a break. <laughs> All right. Coming up the next year's class, we go over right here, and I build the panel right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is an outrage. I demand an investigation. Great news. There's a quick way that you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes or more, you could save 50% on car insurance. Visit Geico.com today. We are the fellas. That man right there is Anthony Gargato. I'm Lincoln Kennedy, and we are coming to you live. Uh, and, and we're going to have a little bit of fun with it being Enshrinement Saturday. Anthony's got a little project as he puts together, vehemently puts together his panel. Oh, boy. Rolling my eyes here. Um, he's uh, <laughs> We're going to talk some Hall of uh-huh. Famers, future Hall of Famers. And so it's always a fun, a fun discussion <laughs> that we have. What was that? You okay? What was that? It was Mutombo. No. <laughs> Yeah. It was Mutombo. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're listening. You're right about Flores. Listen, I don't, I, you know better than I do. So, no, 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 no. I, don't. I, I didn't you, know if you, you we, were. We both are football fans. We, we, yeah, we but that's before fans. my time. So I don't no, know. My, here's, my, here's the thing. My man, it's, Tasty Cake Dom on the on the text board says that Flores took over the Raiders after he loses Stabler. Right? Mm-hmm. You win with Plunkett, which is a really good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a huge drop off, and you mm-hmm, still win mm-hmm. with with the with Plunkett. Mm-hmm. Well, my thing is this, is that you know we were talking about Stubbs and deservingly so. Now, every year there are going to be names that were recently household names, if you will, football, that are going to be up for a popular debate. But these names also sell tickets for the Shrine. So if you want people to come, you can't put in a bunch of guys. You know, it, it, it doesn't sell if you put in a bunch of guys from the deservingly so they should be there, 60s, 70s, early 80s, because just before the generations that are going to these museums. So they got to put in the current players. And there were a lot of great players that played a lot of great football. It wasn't just the ones that we, the six or seven or eight that they put in at a time. All right. You ready for this next year's class to go over? Sure. What's the matter? Because I didn't prepare for this one, but okay. No, I'm just going to ask you guys. You don't need to. Okay. You don't, don't worry about it. I got you all covered. Right. I, 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 I would hang you out there. You I'm just telling you. you didn't, I didn't see this homework assignment we, on the. You and I have been together for a dozen years. You know, many, 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 many moons. Many, many. You're a Hall of Famer to me, though, because you are. No, I appreciate that. You ready? Yeah. All right. Is and I. I need. Uh, I'm going to go to the, to the panel. In fact, I, I'll make you the the deciding vote. All right. Okay. I'll go to the uh, the the crew, and then you come in as the as like the judge, Judge right? Kennedy. Presiding I'll give over you. Kangaroo Court. I will give right. I will give you veto power, and I will give you the power 
to uh, to overrule. All right, you, you get, got it. You, you get a couple. You get two vetoes or one veto and one overrule to put somebody in. All right, uh, Figgy, I'll start with you. Champ Bailey is he a Hall of Famer? Definitely, absolutely. Regarded as one of the best cover corners in the league during the time that he played. Triple M, no question, he's in. Sam, uh, I would say yes. Judge Kennedy, <laughs> yes. Judge Kennedy, yes, yes, he's in. All right, Tony Gonzalez, Figgy, yes. Enough said. Triple M, <laughs> oh, abs- absolutely, no question whatsoever. Corn. <laughs> he's got to be top five, top ten at least in tight end receiving numbers in the NFL. I think yes. he's number one all time. Number one, absolutely. <laughs> he's got to be top ten all time. He's, come he's, on, he's I, number okay, one. I was, I was a little off, but he's up there. <laughs> I knew he was in there. Come on, come on. Way to go, Corn. <laughs> I'm busy behind the scenes doing. How I would say on without me. Equals Corn. Yeah. All right. Always. All right. Uh, how about you Dutch go? Kennedy. How about you go K Fig and you go and you go Triple M? Right. That's exactly right. what we've I, been I will be doing. behind the scenes crafting what I have planned for later. How All right, you that? do that, All right, Corn. Okay. All right, I got you, I got you covered, Corn. Don't worry about. It. <laughs> All right, LK. Oh, definitely, without a doubt, All definitely right. a game changer. Ed Reed. Ed Reed, Figgy. Well, speaking of game changers, special teams and defense, one of the best players in the history of the sport, regardless of position. Yes. Yes. Triple M. That's easy. He's in. LK. Without a doubt. All right. Steve Atwater. Figgy. Oh, he'll knock your head off. I don't know if he survived today. Um, I'm kind of breaking my own criteria because I normally say if I have to think about it, I say no. But I'm thinking about it, and I'm going to say yes. I'll put Atwater in. All right. M? I'm going to go yes. I'm going to go yes on this one. Judge Kennedy. Should have been in a long time ago. Yes. All right. How about that Rondé Barber? Figgy. I love Rondé Barber. Um, so people think he's a product of the Tampa, too. But I thought he was a great corner regardless of what system he played in. I think he leads all corners in sacks, too, by the way. So I say yes. Wow, really? Yeah. Three-time All-Pro, uh, 13 seasons, 47 career interceptions, which is nice. Triple M, Rondé Barber. Yeah, I, I'm going with him in, too. Also won a Super Bowl, so I, I say he's in. All right. I hate Rondé Barber. I vote no. Uh, Lincoln. Be biased, no. though, Anthony. No. Good player, but no. Not a Hall of Famer. And that's right. Veto. If, if, if guys, if Chan Bailey is the standard and, and guys like right. that of that magnitude, he's not Chan. Right. He's Chump Bailey. Oh, stop. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm not going that hard on it. Solid player, but no, not a Hall of Famer. What did, uh, Figgy, what did uh, Rondé Barber do in 2002? Why you got to bring up old stuff? Why you got to go back there? Really? Yeah, before before that link, he uh, solidified, Mm -hmm. he he clinched basically that. No, no, no. I'm I'm giving a reason for my bias. I'm joking around. Yeah. But so Figgy. Yeah, so yeah. before he went to the Super Bowl, he uh, beat the Eagles with a pick six in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, thanks to your boy five, McNabb. <laughs> yeah, I do like <laughs> McNabb, Stiff too. That That's the is. thing. Well, you know, didn't necessarily shine when the, when the lights were brightest. 
Donovan McNabb. I'm my man to the Hall of Fame. I wish you would be the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame what? <laughs> oh, man. All right, you ready? Leroy Butler. Oh. Biggie. That's a good one. Um, yes, yes, absolutely. First player to have 20 or more career sacks and interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Dawkins then took it to another level. He's yeah. in. So you say, Fig? Yes, definitely. M, triple M. That's a good pull by you, and I'm saying yes, too. That's a good one. And he should get in. L-K. See, I think along the lines of Ronnie Lott and Steve Waltwater, that's why Steve's in because Ronnie's in. Ronnie was a great player as was well Steve. Same thing for Leroy Butler. I think the same thing as you mentioned. Uh, Pre-B Dawkins, I used to love Leroy's game. Uh, definitely was always around the ball, was a fierce competitor. Uh, B Dawkins took it to another level, of course, uh, with that Wolverine mentality they used to have on the football field. So, yeah, definitely he's in. All right. Tony Baselli. Is Tony Baselli a Hall of Famer fig? This is tough because I do have longevity as part of uh, my criteria when you talk about who should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, he was very dominant for the time that he played. Don't know if he played long enough. So for that, I'm probably going to say no. M. Great offensive lineman, but like Figgy said, longevity is a big deal. So I'm going to go no as well. Okay. Longevity and consistency are the criteria I hold for offensive linemen, uh, especially going into the hall. Um, love Tony, but one of his downfalls is that he played with wide receiver shoulder pads, and that's why he <laughs> had shoulder problems. No, I'm serious. Yeah, that's, really? that's, yeah. he, that, that's what he did. He did that wow. in college, played with him, played against him at SC, and I was always – I had these big, girthy shoulder pads. He had these little, tiny ones, and one time he told me these are wide receiver pads, and that's why he had so many shoulder problems. So. Hmm. Great player, um, would have had a wonderful career if he was able to stay healthy, um, uh, but no, he's not in. All right, we all agree there. I'll tell you what, uh, let's take a quick T.O. Fig, hit us with trending, and we'll come back, and uh, we'll finish the crew for next year. First of all, the you voters are uh, pretty lenient. You want to put everybody in? Well, everybody. We, I think we were consensus that Baselli should be out, but some great players on that list. It's a, t- it's a tough yeah. sledding there. It is. It is. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll start on the diamond from Friday night. The Astros brought back some some pretty bad memories for Dodger fans. They notched another win in L.A. 2-1 to one was the final as Justin Verlander struck out 14 Dodgers on the night. That ties a career high for him. Elsewhere, Paul Goldschmidt with his 24th home run of the season for Arizona. They beat the Giants 6-3. to three. Dodgers and D-backs now tied atop the National League West. Jacob DeGrom now 0-5 versus the Braves this season. 2-1 was the final in New York as Atlanta remains a half game behind the Phillies in the NL East. Philly did beat the Marlins 5-1. Angels, Red Sox, and Blue Jays with victories as well. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. The UFC, Conor McGregor, will return to the Octagon on October 6th at UFC 229 in Vegas. Second round at the Bridgestone, Justin Thomas and a couple of others tied for the lead, while Tiger Woods tied for 10th at five shots back. Fellas? All right. Thank you, Fig. We are the fellas. We come to you live from the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit geico.com. Get a free rate quotes. All right, we're looking at the class of 19. And uh, just to uh, recap, 
I've got the crew looking at it. Champ Bailey, yes, I agree. Tony Gonzalez, yes, I agree. Ed Reed, yes, I agree. The panel made up of Figgy, Triple M, and the LK, Judge Kennedy. As we Steve have, Atwater. Panel, panel number, panel part, huh? Panel, panel, panel. Steve Atwater. I know. Steve Atwater. They vote yes. I would vote no. Ronde Barber, they vote yes. I would vote no. Leroy Butler, they voted yes. I would agree with them. Tony Baselli, they vote no. I agree with them. All right. So now we yeah, go. I voted no on Ronde Barber, too. So if I had the final oh, vote, it should be a no. I'm sorry. He's no. They vote your no. Panel. You, right, you, you want a panel? I'll give you a panel. You're, just... you're, a, you're a panel man. You're a panel. <laughs> you guys on this panel thing. <laughs> Figgy, you, you, you hear how oh, you're doing, Oh, of right? course. Oh, yeah. I, I hear it. <laughs> it says that every third word is panel, that's too, exactly, by the way. That's exactly I know, right. I know what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, that's my cuz. I love mm-hmm. him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great that you can read between everything. Absolutely. After all these years, you speak I my know, language, yes. brother. Yes, brother. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, let's continue, fellas. Uh, Isaac Bruce. One Isaac Bruce, Figgy. Hmm. Loved Isaac Bruce. He was great for the right. Was it L.A. Ram before they moved to St. Louis, as a matter of fact? That's right. He had eight career 1,000-yard seasons, 91 touchdowns. Mm. Yeah, I'll put him in there. Won a Super Bowl with the Rams, played in a couple of Super Bowls. Yeah. Isaac Bruce, yes, Triple M. I, I put him in, too. People forget he caught the game-winning touchdown in the first Super Bowl that the St. Louis Rams won. So I put him in as well. He was a great receiver. Judge Lincoln Kennedy. Another solid player, but if I'm holding the standards of Randy Moss, T.O.'s, Jerry Rice, Art Monks, Lynn Swan, no. The judge has ruled. In this case, overruled. Uh, I would agree. I think it's he's close, man. He's so close. It's a great argument, but I think I would side with Big Link here. Alan Fanica, your Pittsburgh Steeler, Alan Fanica, who started 201 of 206 games, nine-time Pro Bowler, Figgy. And we talked about that longevity, um, and Lincoln probably speak more to offensive line play, especially interior play when it comes to that. But, I mean, well-regarded, spoken very highly of by many. Um, so I would think, and play for some good Steelers teams. I think he won one of those Super Bowls. I'd say yes. i give it to Fanica. Yes, he won. Uh, he did win a Super Bowl with the Steelers. That's correct. Uh, Triple M. He was a key part of that Steeler Run with uh, with at least Bill Cower, and they did win that one Super Bowl with Big Ben. Yeah, maybe one of one more had yeah. Brady not been involved. Oh yeah, of course, no question. Or yeah, Manning, yeah, yeah, one of the great offensive linemen uh, that has ever been around. I know for a fact that uh, the Steelers caused my Browns a ton of problems. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely put Fanica in. Judge Kennedy, one you have tomorrow. overruled one. Would you overrule another? I would not overrule this one. One of the most overlooked offensive players, offensive linemen, um, when it comes to Hall of Fame voting, him and and another one I'm personally fond of, uh, Steve Wisniewski. They both should be. Oh, um, Wiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yes, he's definitely in, in my book. I agree with you guys. 
All right, another offensive lineman, another interior lineman. He, of course, uh, of the Seahawks, Vikings, and Titans. He's a seven-time Pro Bowler. He is Steve Hutchinson. Hutchinson, fig. Believe at the time he went to the Vikings, signed the largest contract a guard had ever signed at that point, and highly respected, highly regarded. Um, so I'll give Hutchinson a yes. Triple M. I'm very giving like Figgy, too, but I, I thought Steve Hutchinson was really great, especially for those Seahawks teams with Sean Alexander opening up holes for him. So I, I would say yes for Steve Hutchinson. All right, two more yeses. I got to tell you, I would say no, but uh, Lincoln? Great player, but no, not enough. All right. It'd be a little judicious, fellas. Yeah, we're being. I, I'm being everybody in. You can't let everybody. Yeah, this I, is I, true. I, <laughs> I did like Triple M's point about Sean Alexander because there were some gaping holes on that line, and Hutchinson was a big part of that. Uh, yeah. he's a terrific player, but it, solid it, player. Him or Fanica? Like to me, yeah. it's Fanica is way it's better. Fanica. Oh yeah, it's Fanica. It's Fanica, no question. If you put it between those two, because and that, that, that's the weird thing about this class. Not, both of them aren't going to get in. It's going to be one or the other, and Fanuc is going to win out. All right, this is an scenario. interesting one I want to throw at you guys. He is a two-time rushing champion. He also had at least 1,500 yards rushing and 50 receptions in the same seasons four times during his career from the Colts, Cardinals, and Seahawks, the great Ed James. Wow. It's a no-brainer for me, and I think the thing that hurts him is the fact that teams won Super Bowls as soon as he left. Yeah. Never guy never got himself a championship. If he had even one Super Bowl on his resume, I don't yeah, even think there was no debate. So from a pure numbers standpoint, absolutely. M. For the reason that Figgy said, and that's why – I, I mean, he'll get he'll get in. I don't know about next year. Yeah, he'll I, have to wait a bit. I, th- I think I think, I think uh, so. For that reason, I'm going to say no. But he will get in. I don't think it's going to be next year. And it's because of the reasons that Figgy just said. He kind of just missed out and had some bad luck in terms of and not getting that ring. LK one. I have been on the fence for quite some time. <sighs> This is a tough one for me. Guys. I would vote yes. I, I, mean, I think it, he's I, a hell I, of a player. I mean, well, I mean, I think he's a hell of a player. I'm just I, uh, uh. Hall of Fame. He's to be a Hall of Famer. You a Hall of Famer? Yeah, but first ballot. That's that's the thing. It's like some of these guys have had to wait, and it's like yeah. it's, it's, there's like there's no crime in having him wait. But like Figgy said, don't tell To that. Well, 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 <laughs> well yeah, and and but To's a different beast, and I, I think To's a great player, but. And, and a lot of the reason why he got held out was not on the field or was like locker room and like perception of him in the locker room. That was the re- it had nothing to do with numbers. Like I think he, I think he gets in. I don't think it's this year though. Right. I don't think it's first time. So I, I think there are other guys that are deserving, uh, and we can't put in everyone. So you say could, no? Not wow. not this year. Not this year. Put him on the table I've, in front of you. Yeah, I I put him. All right, all right, all right. Uh, how about this man, cornerback, who won three Super Bowls, played in 13 career playoff games, had six interceptions for his career, 53 interceptions, puts him ahead of many Hall of Famers. He is, of course, 
the lawman. Ty Law. Figgy. I like Ty Law a lot. Um, and I know numbers-wise it's impressive, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm feeling Ty Law in the Hall of Fame, to be honest. All right, you say no to the lawman. Triple M. He's got great numbers, like Figgy said, but I don't know if it's first ballot worthy. He'll get in, I think. Well, no, this is, forget about first ballot. Are you voting him in, period? Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, if you're putting gun to my head here, I would say yes, just because of the numbers and all the Super Bowls and the iconic moments that he had. Like he, he, had, I think what, what was there an, an AFC Championship game where he had multiple interceptions? I forgot. What, I think it was like it was against it? the Colts. Yes. Yeah, it was against the Colts. It was like yeah, it was like fifteen against years. Against Peyton. Yeah, against Peyton. Yeah, I think it was like oh four or something like that. Really? Yeah, he, he. Yeah, so I would say yes. Yeah. All right. You guys surprised me. You were going to put in Rondé Barber, but you weren't going to put in Ty Law. Ty Law definitely deserves to be there. Thank you, Lincoln. I'm probably biased because I hate the Patriots, so maybe that's what. There I you play. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got to keep. I, I, mean, I, no, I got no problem. You hate the Patriots like that. That's okay. That's cool. All right, so we we vote Ty Law in. Let's go uh, one more. All right, he is the current general manager of your San Francisco 49ers. He is a nine-time Pro Bowler. He has been a finalist five times, and uh, he was a big part of a team that won the Super Bowl. I won't say who uh, against. Yeah, that doesn't need to be mentioned, Anthony. Correct. Yeah. Already went down that road. Mm-hmm. Already yeah. NFC Championship the week before. We don't need to mention anything. Ouch. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Figgy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> John Lynch. Liked John Lynch, uh, heavy hitter, smart guy, uh, great player, Hall of Famer. I don't think so. Good player, excellent player, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. All right, uh, Triple M. I love John Lynch. I don't. I, I mean, I know obviously with you, and with the whole thing that the event that will not remain nameless. Uh, you probably don't have fond memories of him, but uh, I love John Lynch. Uh, I think he deserves to get in. All right. L.K. I love John Lynch, too. Uh, played against him in San Diego throughout my career uh, in college and everything else. But he's a great, solid player, but not a Hall of Famer. All right. I agree. I love John Lynch as well. This is a, seriously, great hitter, the whole thing. I think he falls just a tad short of the Hall of Fame. And, uh, again, great player. But I like to pair him to, like, a Dawkins who just got in. Dawkins is, was a much better player than John Lynch. Right. I mean, because Dawkins is incredible. Cover safety as well as a blow him up safety. And you look at the standard of safeties that we have here. We were talking about the guys like Leroy Butler. Leroy yeah. Butler. I mean, I think that John Lynch was close. Um, but yes, I, I he's think on the steps. Those, he's on the steps. There's no doubt he about has it. He definitely had on a, the steps. Definitely right. had a great, successful career. But I, I, I just, solid player, just not a Hall of Famer. All right. We'll come back and uh, we'll take a, a, another look at Thursday night and what what it means going forward with the injury with the injuries with the rule changes in the league. The kickoff was also changed. We'll talk about that as well. The fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano. Like, uh, you ever do the martini? 
No, I'm not much of a martini man. I kind of liked the martini. Yeah? kind of liked them too much last night. Oh. How much did you have? Uh, make a, you eat a dirty martini? What do you, what do, you do? I don't do the dirty. I no? do it. Uh, I do the olives, but not dirty. Okay. All right. Um, I did, uh, I, I don't know, three maybe last, last night. Mm-hmm. We weren't uh, celebrating my cousin's birthday. Oh, there you go. So the uh, guys went out. Right. And uh, nice night. The uh, Polizzi Social Club. Uh-huh. One of those where uh, you got to be a member. Uh-huh. Like in, in town, like you knock on the yeah. door. Right. They look, they give you the, uh, who's that? Oh, it's Cuz, come on in type of thing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sammy. Welcome in, Sammy. Do you, uh, Anthony, do you enjoy, do you ever go for the, the martini with the olive that has the blue cheese inside? I do. I love the, you yeah, like that. I, I, I like that, that a lot. All right. Very good. All right. Very good. Do you like that? Uh, well, martinis are pretty strong, and I do like my strong drinks, but they will put me on my butt. Uh, and I def- mm. I'm i a blue cheese guy, though. Love blue cheese. Sure. Uh, I'm a gin man, too. I'm a gin martini guy. Mm. So that's the way it's supposed to be done. That's a real the- martini, right? Yes. The gin. The vodka is the impersonator. Y- yes, correct. So we had the uh, so had some cocktails, uh, you know, okay. the martinis. Had the, well, let, me, let me hit you on the menu. You tell me if you're in or not. The grilled octopus. I'm in. With the olives. You in on the grilled octopus? Yeah, yeah I'm in on the grilled Did you try it? It was uh, fabulous. Done. Okay. Felt like I was in uh, Greece. Yeah. You got to be careful yeah. with octopus because if you overcook it, it gets chewy. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, Lincoln, you have such a way with the with the cookware. You are you are a great I'm chef. too. I'm a fat man. I like to eat some. Yes, I feel you, brother. Um, uh, we also had the the what else? There was a, there, there was a million plates. I'm seeing if you uh, you would liked it. Uh, the there was a uh, the gnocchi with braised beef. Okay, so you know the gnocchi yeah. type. Yeah, it's yeah, an, it's the. It's the uh, the the potato in yaki, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. got the um, it's like a doughy uh, concoction with cheese, yeah. yeah, and the braised beef as the uh, on top. It was interesting, rather uh, rather impressive, <laughs> rather repressive. You didn't impressive. like it? In, oh, no, impressive. Rather impressive. <laughs> no, 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 no. Rather impressive. Um, I would try it. I, I, I've never had that that combination before, but I would try it. They had these things, these mini. They call them uh, so they're they're um, they're dough, right? So they're mm-hmm. deep fried. Mm-hmm. Inside is cheese and anchovies. Yeah, I'm not much of an anchovy man. All right, um, so you're out on yeah, the anchovy yeah. deep fried. I will tell you the deep fried, fried with cheese. cheese. You know, I mean, fried cheese. Can hey hey fried? It's deep fried <laughs> in the dough <laughs> with the anchovies. Uh, pretty the anchovies. So there was all these anchovies. kinds of plates, like right. all those types of things. Samples, I like that. Small, yeah. Plates. Then the grilled lamb chop. You like a lamb chop? Everybody oh, yeah. grab the chop. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Got to get it. I can see you grabbing a chop or seven, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't oh, take him anywhere. <laughs> oh my god! Good to be again, the fellas. <laughs> oh, the fellas. So Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, live. 
from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios in Los Angeles. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It is 8 a.m. in the east, 5 a.m. in the west on a sports Saturday at HOF Sports Saturday. The first preseason game has been played. Thank God we have it back. (laughs) But you know what happens, right? You get greedy. Yes, you do. After one, you go, all right. (laughs) I have not, you know, it was like, okay. All right, I get it. It's preseason football. I love it. But now it's time for real football. And so so the NFL has decided to satisfy your palate. They've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday games, I think. This first week, uh, do they have one on Sunday? I didn't see the full schedule. I don't know if they have one on Sunday, but they're 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 spreading it out. I know the Raiders. Well, play well the, they should. Play the like, you know, Friday give you a little bit uh, as much as possible, right? You know? you play the Rams on the, on on when Friday you play? No, Lions, Lions. I'm sorry, Lions. First game is against the Lions. When are you um, curious? Are you on the road or are you at home? No, at home. I'm I'm trying to get up there early um, to meet up with Brent Musburger and and um, be able to powwow a little bit over practice with him. The only problem is um, my niece starts school the same day that he goes up to Oakland uh, to Napa. It's and so I kind of have to be around here for the kitties. Ah, oh, the great Brent! You, I'm so excited for this. I'm looking forward. Lincoln, to LK, and Brent, my guys in the desert. And they'll be practicing against the Lions um, Wednesday. Uh, I think it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So, oh, that is that's joint legendary. Practices. That is legendary. Got to get up to Napa, man. Yeah, that is, uh, that's very cool. And you know the fact that you get to work with the Brent. Kidding me? I know. Oh, we're expecting a shootout tonight under the lights, Baton Rouge. <laughs> Yeah. That's going to be a blast. That's going to be a blast. All right, I got some uh, some questions. Uh, I have ten burning NFL questions. Huh? What do you mean, huh? It's just it's five o'clock in the morning. You got ten burning NFL. What is the? Huh? What do you mean? What pop quiz? <sighs> Dang, Mister oh, Gargano, hates your class. Well, listen. I can't help it if, uh, you know, seasons, we need to know certain things. <laughs> All right? What do you want from me? Class. I know you do. You hate the pop quizzes. You know, you know, you know, was a great student, Figgy. Figgy's doing Figgy's updates f- now. <laughs> I'm all good, brother. I heard that. Forget the update. My ears are burning for a second there. <laughs> Figgy is always down. I ain't got no choice to be down. I'm in the class. What I got to do? Yeah, but you, but you <laughs> are always fighting quiz. me on it. You're always you, fighting you me. You come on. out of nowhere. It's five o'clock in the. Hey, it's eight in the west. I mean, eight in the east. It's five o'clock in the west. Pop quiz. What? <laughs> Ten well, listen, questions. teacher. Listen, it's about right. time. I thought you know we need to keep us sharp. So oh, I'm, all, Figgy, I'm all for stop. it. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm taping you hey, to the chalkboard. Figgy already <laughs> gets an A. That's right. Gold stars, A, you name it. Figgy gets it. You get that apple I left for you, by the way, Anthony. Oh, oh I did, Mister Mister Gargano. There was a delicious Macintosh. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the man. He he crushes you. 
I'm eyeballing Chris Figgy. I'm eyeballing Figgy right now. I'm pointing up the clock. Three o'clock. Listen, oh, like seriously, let well. me ask you a question. Your ass is mine. Would you rather? <laughs> <laughs> would you rather talk about Urban Meyer some more? Like seriously, but like here's some stories, and you go, all right, Urban Meyer. We've discussed it. Yeah, we did. How, how many which ways do you want to talk about Urban Meyer? There's not much to consider. He was, he was, again, Urban Meyer lied. Mm-hmm. Go find him. Right? That's all off the fugitive. Yeah. Urban Meyer lied to Media Day. And that was his greatest sin. Because, you know, again, now, did he look the other way? I don't know. Did he try to help the situation? I'd like to believe it. Would hope so. Yeah. And then when it, when it reared its ugly head again, he fired the kid, the man. So, you find this man. You know, wow, that's great. Uh, I, uh, but, but again, I mean, I, I don't know. He, he lied, and therefore he was dishonest. Yeah. And you don't know, you know, the, what, the, what Zach Smith did or allegedly did, uh, it was heinous. And again, we stand for no violence against women. Right. And... You got you know, He's got to go now. Urban Meyer did not do do it. He he lied about it, right. and so you go. All right, so we've tackled that story, right? Yes, we did sufficiently. Yes, I agree. Do you want to talk about that. again? Like you know. So here's the thing about my ten questions. Do you, would you rather talk Urban Meyer? Would you rather talk about how baseball blows because of analytics? And it I does, know, no, mind I mean, you. I mean, you're, I didn't know if you were finished with your options, but go ahead. No, no, that's, that's a question. Blows. All right, yes. But, okay. but, and, and again, once again, baseball does blow with <laughs> analytics. <laughs> can we be real about that? Like, seriously. Oh, can, can, I agree. can we be. Listen, I love this sport and I watch it. Doesn't mean I don't watch it. But this idea of all these strikeouts, it, it's terrible. It, it's absolutely. Figgy, let me go to my prize number one student. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, Mister Gargano. Doesn't all the, the, the all, all these strikeouts? Yes. It doesn't it help make it unwatchable. It does. It does. The stat that every four minutes you're gonna have contact for four minute stretches in a baseball game. What is that? Nobody wants all to right. watch. That. Nobody wants to watch that. Strikeout no. or home run, feast or famine. Not a fan. Nobody wants that. It's not. That's not enjoyable to watch. Nope. And a lot nope. of strategies taken out of the game too, because everyone's swinging for the fences. What happened to battles between the pitcher and the hitter? What side of the plate is he throwing at? Can I go the opposite way on him? There is none of that anymore, or at least very little of it. It's just brilliant. Just brilliant. Brilliant. No, you take a listen to that, Lincoln? I heard every minute of it. Lincoln's asleep in the back. He's not even paying yeah, attention. I'm going to see know, you after I mean, school. That's just brilliant. Playground. You, you know what's funny? I just pick it up your bike. I'm going to get you. Right when you I, I just decided <laughs> to. Let, let me go to just a, 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 one particular game, all right? And at random, I like, let me look at a box score. So I look at the White Sox against the Tampa Rays. All right? Yep. So uh, Lucas Giolito started for the White Sox. They used one, two, three, four, five, six pitchers. Game went 10 innings. 10 innings. Take a guess how many Rays that White Sox uh struck out last night the entire the the entire uh pitching Ten array. Yes. I'm gonna throw a number out I'm gonna say seven. 
They struck out 11 Rays. Oh, wow. All right. Now let's go to the Rays. Now, Tampa, because they they uh, employ that ridiculous, let me start, relievers. It was a bullpen game. They used one, two, three, four, five, six pitchers. Take how many? Take a guess how many strikeouts the Rays array of six pitchers recorded against the White Sox. I'm going to say nine. You'd be wrong again. Okay, thirteen. Mm. Thirteen. And so 11. this is just a random game. I just said, let me look at the box score. Twenty-four strikeouts. Between the White Sox and Rays in 10 innings. 24 strikeouts. And this is not Kershaw versus Scherzer. <laughs> this is slop versus garbage. And they recorded 24 strikeouts. That Rays trash bullpen recorded 13. What was the final score? 3-2. to two. Ooh. That was one game. One game. 24 strikeouts. You're going to tell me that's good? No. Lincoln. Waiting on, waiting on playoff baseball. Thank goodness football's here. Figgy. Yes. 24 strikeouts. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. But what do you expect? That's uh, that's 2018 baseball for you. I mean, 24, and again, these this isn't this isn't Kershaw and Scherzer or Verlander or had 14. Sale, right? To, uh, Friday night. Yeah. There you go. He had 14, right? Right. But that's Verlander, though. So you can, you can understand that a little bit. Even though the Dodgers are kind of the poster children for this new analytic cycle, and they like to hit a lot of home runs, so they are the perfect feast or famine team when you think about that. Offensively all season, they haven't even been that great as far as producing runs, but they're one of the best teams, if not the best team in the major leagues at hitting home runs, which is why they, they've been one of the hottest teams in the league for the last yeah. two, two and a half months. Yeah. So even just in that, you cannot be that good offensively overall, but because you have the long ball, it's the great equalizer. Yeah, it, it's it's just terrible. It's, it's terrible baseball. Do me a favor, Triple M. I want you, just as a little, little fun uh, a side assignment, okay? I want you to count how many double-digit, tw- how many 20-plus strikeout games there were last night. Okay. Both teams combined for over 20. All right. So I just picked out. So aside, so aside from this Rays-White Sox game. Yeah. Okay, aside from that. Okay. 20-plus. Now, 20-plus strikeouts is a ton. So on a given night, there should be no more than what two, three, eight, three tops. It's with without big time starters. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. The other thing, guys, uh, before we sort of move on, the the thing about that's blowing my mind about the game that you just referenced. I'm looking at this raise uh, crop of pitchers that uh, did the only guy's name that I recognize is Sergio Romo and that's because he was on the Giants and won a couple world championships outside of that I don't know who the heck these guys are and they're get and they're getting 13 strikeouts like what the heck like that's really? that, that yeah like I the only guy that I recognize on this list of raised starting or raised pitchers is Sergio Romo and that's it 
Like I don't I don't know who the heck these guys are. <laughs> and they, and, they got, <laughs> and they got 13 strikeouts. That's insane. <laughs> oh my. It's true. It's true. Unreal. <laughs> All right. We'll come back and you wonder why we're going to do the 10 burning questions of the NFL. Fellas on Fox. What does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes could save you 50% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. We are the fellas. He's Anthony Dargano. I'm Lincoln Kennedy. And as I pair, I prepare for this uh, pop quiz, um, still me mugging Fig over there in the corner. Um, talking about I'm going to beat him up after and take his bike after school, but since he's a teacher's pet. But... <laughs> It's not let's, cool. Uh, like, let's, let's figure out what what what, what Cuz got to say. No one told you. You got to go into detention. The <laughs> Whatever. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll be. All there. right. Let's talk a little <laughs> NFL, shall we? Please. Rapid fire. Let's talk about some of the big stories because I I, I need to talk about the sport. Okay. By the way, did you? Uh, how'd you make out Triple M? Uh, strikeouts. So, so how many uh, there, games last night? So there was fourteen. One was yeah, yeah. it was a full slate. One game was rained out. So uh, I did my hard research here. There was two games outside of the one that we referenced that had more than twenty. Your, your fills right, against so the three, Marlins. So there three was games still, had twenty or more. And then there, so yeah, there was the Phillies and the Marlins, and there was also the Astros and the Dodgers, obviously with Justin Verlander and the White Sox ran and the White Sox race. And then there was a couple games that were actually very close to that twenty strikeout. The Braves and the Mets had nineteen. The Twins and Royals had nineteen, and the Tigers and A's had eighteen. So wow, so three so games almost, with twenty, two games with nineteen, and one game with eighteen. Right. Now is that riveting? Is that a riveting watch? No, uh, no, it's not. Figgy, Figgy, my prize student. Yes, <laughs> is is that a uh, is that a riveting watch to watch three games with twenty or more strikeouts, two games with nineteen, one game with eighteen? Uh, no, unless we have three or four aces on the mound who just had dominant nights, in which obviously from that that Tampa score we're talking about, it wasn't. Then no, absolutely not. No one wants to watch that. Any of those aces? So Degrom, right? Degrom was yeah. Degrom, Degrom went in that Mets game. Uh, so twi- twins, Twins, Royals. Nobody cares. So uh, Tigers, no eight. aces there. Yeah, no aces there. Uh, Just six of clubs. Yeah, I'm, I know Verlander oh. pitched for Houston. He had fourteen on yeah. his own. Six of clubs, really? <laughs> wow. That's all I, would, I would give you that one. I would give you that It was kind of one. a cheesy one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, corn. That was corn. Corn. <laughs> corn. Iowa Sam. Corn. Coming up at the bottom of the hour. Iowa Sam has something for us. Oh boy. So yeah. excited. Oh my goodness. I've been working giddy. so he hard. Does. On this. He does. I uh, guys, I'm, go, I'm stoked. Yes. <laughs> all right. I'm corny as can be right now. I love it. I love it. We're looking forward to it. Lincoln, all right, so let me get some burning questions uh all to right, you. Bro. All right, let's start off in Indianapolis, and it's all about Andrew Luck. Is Andrew Luck, will can or can he reclaim his place as the brightest young quarterback star in the league? Can he or will he? Um, I think he's going to give it a valiant effort, but I still have to see them put everything together. I don't know how rusty he's going to be with having a year off. I mean, that's, you know. What did your gut tell you about him? Did your gut tell you the, the, gut t- the Andrew Luck that was coming out of Stanford that we all thought was the next? I next, thought he was right. as 
big a lock as LeBron James. Right, 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 right. But but the Colts notoriously did not do right about him as far as protecting him with that offensive line. Now, with that being said, are there high expectations of the, of the Colts this season? No, they share a division with Jacksonville, and, and Texans are going to be are going to be good. Uh, not to mention, we got to see with Tennessee. I think all three of those teams are ahead of the Colts. But but Andrew Luck's going to toss the ball around. I just got to see how he does after being off a year. I think that that rust is going to be hard to knock off. So you, what do you say? No, I know not this year. No, no, or right, not this year. But no. you still think it's possible? I still think it's possible. He has the ability. He just has to get back into the groove and a rhythm. It's it's amazing. When I when I think back to when he was coming out, his junior year. Had he come out his junior year? Yeah, he would have been, been the number one overall pick, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all I kept thinking about is he's a can't miss. He's as big a lock as LeBron. I thought that, and and look for what it's worth. The time that he was in there, you know, you could you could make an argue a compelling argument that he was a future. He was a gunslinger mentality like a Brett Favre. Interceptions were high, but so were the touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, he was productive, but again, collectively, the team did not do right. In my opinion, the team did not do right as far as protecting him because. He took way too many hits, and they caught up with him before last year. That's why he didn't play. All right. Will Teddy Bridgewater be a starting quarterback again? No. Wow, really? Consistently starting? No. No. So you don't believe he is a starting quarterback? I I don't think he's going to get a shot to be a starting quarterback, to be honest with you, because I think everywhere he goes, no matter what he does, there's going to be someone that he's going to have to look over his shoulder. In this case, we're talking about what Sam Darnold. No, you're you're on your 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 time. You're on time, uh, borrowed time, if you will. If if you're Teddy Bridgewater, a lot of people like that too. There's a lot of backup quarterbacks that are going to be like that. All right. Will Earl Thomas find another home and actually? Find that home again. And I mean, not just play on a team, but will he find a home and extend his career? I think the whole fiasco that's going on with Earl Thomas, if you're a general manager, why would you want to make a play for somebody like this? One, you've got the injuries that are coming up, especially later in his career, and the way that he's trying to have these hardcore demands off of a contract that he signed not too long ago. He's not honoring the contract. I don't think there's, I don't think there's many general managers who want to take that on regardless of the ability of the player. Well, you think you look at the Cowboys, they could use secondary help. Yeah. But does uh, does Earl Thomas uh, uh, feel as strongly as some of the other players about Jerry being a you know slave master? <laughs> well, I, again, I, I think if I'm Earl Thomas, I, I think it's a perfect fit for me. Dallas? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Texas kid, come home. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. No, no, no doubt. I hear what you're saying. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys, will Ezekiel Elliott help Dak Prescott go from mediocre to bad quarterback that he was last year back to being one of the young, bright stars? Yes. Ezekiel so, Elliott would help him by running the ball productively. So do you believe that he is capable of being that up-and-coming, bright, young star? Dak? Yes. Yes. Will Jameis Winston ever, ever become a real quarterback in this league? 
No. Why? And and and, and, and real in in real and why, in terms why, and of how, and how come? Well, because he's going to be surrounded by controversy and distractions his entire career, especially being in Tampa Bay. In uh, real, I'm talking about in in the sense of a uh, of a. Um, Upper echelon quarterback of a of a Brady of a Breeze, um, you know Ben Roethlisberger. Just to throw out a few names uh, in that division, I don't think that he's going to. I think there's just going to be too much around him because that division stays strong. So you talk about the other teams: Atlanta, New Orleans, and Carolina. Well, they're always in spots, and looks like Tampa Bay through draft and everything else has made has made some strides, but. Notoriously, since he's come out of college, he hasn't really been able to get out of his own way or take that next step. And I don't think I, I think the time it, it, it's starting his window of opportunity is starting to fade. People are getting getting away from him or trying to separate themselves from him, i.e., what Nike did and everything else. And there are other people, other things out there, entities out there that most most of the time want to take the quarterback side. That are that I think that's all we're going to affect his mental status towards his game. All right. Um. Let me ask you this one. Will the Giants have a resurrection this year? Will the Giants have a resurrection? Lincoln? Hello, Lincoln. Oh, do I have you, Iowa Sam? I'm here. All right. Do I have you, Triple M? You got me. You got and me. And I have you, Figgy. Yeah, I think the Giants left a link speechless there, Ant. I, I that was eerie. Yeah. I, I repeated the question just so that maybe it was just Lincoln was just pondering. It. Yeah, I was deep, buying him more time. Yes, in deep thought about the and Giants because he is a like deep. That, he's, a, he's a deep thinker. Yeah, he, he is. is a deep thinker. But just like that. In the ozone we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll try to get uh, Lincoln back in the interim. Fig, yeah. can you hit us with what's trending? Sure. Uh, I'll start with some uh, MMA news. Dana White announced on Friday Conor McGregor will return to the UFC at their event in Las Vegas on October 6th. He'll face light heavyweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov. Make, make, uh, McGregor, excuse me, has not fought in the octagon since November of 2016. Of course, we know he faced Floyd Mayweather in the boxing ring last year. In golf at the second round of the Bridgestone Invitation, no Tommy Fleetwood, Ian Poulter, and Justin Thomas tied atop the leaderboard, each at 11 under. Tiger Woods, five shots off the lead, currently in a tie for sixth place. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Left Coast Baseball Friday night, Astros over the Dodgers in Los Angeles 2-1. Justin Verlander tying his career high with 14 strikeouts. Patrick Corbin had nine strikeouts for Arizona. D-backs defeated the Giants 6-3. Arizona and the Dodgers now tied for the top spot in the National League West. A's with a walk-off victory over Detroit. Ditto for the Brewers. They got a walk-off win. Home run from Eric Thames and a win over Colorado. Wins for the Twins and the Angels. Rick Porcello pitched a complete game one hitter red sox over the yankees by the score of four to one anthony yeah how about that how about porcello unreal yanks uh, yanks fading yeah a little bit as good as record they have i mean the, the red sox are just destroying everybody they're just running away from everyone similar to what the dodgers did last season in the, in the national league 
I know. They're just man. lapping. I mean, the Yankees are having a pretty good year. In a regular season, they'd be fine. But this is not a regular season because the Red Sox are just absolutely destroying people. Yeah, and they have been, uh, the Yanks have been a little bit of late. They've been slumping of late. Yeah, a little bit lately for sure. For sure. And their uh, Sonny Gray in the rotation doesn't help that much, though he has just been moved oh, to the God, bullpen. He's terrible. My God. Have you ever seen awful. it? Anthony, you've covered you know sports for a long time and baseball specifically. Yeah. Have you ever seen a guy with splits that dramatic? A guy no. with the ERA of like eight at, at home and like no. 1.5 on the road? It's amazing. No, it's crazy. Usually that was like for guys that pitch these gaping ballparks back yeah. in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. You it's like a, no. like a Colorado situation where maybe yeah, you know a guy exactly. is his, you know, he'd pitch horrible in Colorado but be okay on the road. But I've never seen something this this dramatic from someone who generally has been pretty pretty good. Was excellent. He was sought he was sought after yes. the last trade deadline. Everybody was like, "Who's going to get Sonny Gray? He's got all these years of control." And now he's out of the rotation with the Yankees. Like that, that that thing blew my mind. And like like Figgy said, it's just those splits. Usually you see a guy struggle with the road splits, but to struggle in your own park to that degree is just amazing to me. Yeah, it is. It, re- it really is. It's it's bizarre. We're the fellas, the Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, Corn, our man, I was Sam. You have a little fun exercise for us. I do. I just need about one minute, okay? All right. <laughs> big a little, link. Got a little wrench in there, thrown in there. We got so, big uh, Okay. Yeah, well, we yeah, got, yeah I, had, I had to go visit the principal's <laughs> office for making out of threats. So I'll be I, right I, back. I, I let's <laughs> time out. All right. Uh, sure. Big Link, real quick, because yeah. uh, you went away. Uh, I was going to ask, or I did ask you, will the Giants uh, achieve a resurrection? Yes. I, I was uh, I was trying to ask for a definition of resurrection, but I, I think the Giants are going to be um, are, are going to be decent with that defense and the fact that uh, they've got Saquon Barkley, which helps balance out the offense. I think they're going to do well. Do you now? I I think the coach is a loser. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. Did I just say that? <laughs> I, I said it out right. loud. I, I don't just, think. Sometimes, don't I, stop. sometimes <laughs> I can't. I shouldn't talk out loud. There's no filter. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not a big Pat Shermer fan. I, I okay. don't think um, he'll be the answer. I'm not a big Eli Manning fan at this point of his career. Yeah, since the words you said, Sheila, earlier in the broadcast. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Yeah. I'm sure you I don't know. The fig, it just kind of came out. just happened, huh? Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. I don't know. Tell, tell me to shut up. Oh. Um, all right, t- give me this. This is last year's standings and last year's playoff teams. Who doesn't repeat as a playoff team? All right, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. The Patriots, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Jaguars, the Titans. Give me two teams that won't be back. Two teams that won't be back? Yep. Titans and the Chiefs. Okay. So the Chiefs are struggling a little bit early on with Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at least in in, uh, in training camp. Right, right. All right, so you say, and, and you say the Chiefs know – and Titans, no. And Titans, no. Three division winners off the top of my head are 
that team in Boston, outside of Boston, Pittsburgh right. and Jacksonville are the division winners. How about out west? Out west. Raiders or Chargers? I think the Chargers. I think the Chargers take the division as much as I hate to say it. I think the Chargers take the Raiders are fighting for a wild card. Yeah, I know. I hear you. All right. Uh, the NFC, two must go. Who are the two that go? Eagles, Rams, Vikings, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. I think it's the wild card teams, the Panthers and the Vikings. I think that changes. But the only problem is wow, you don't it, think it, the Vikings, the Vikings well, here, were a division winner. The, the, yeah, the Vikings are going to be there. I think the Vikings are going to be there. The only problem is to see who they're going, who's going to take the place of that, that, that was those wild card teams. Does Green Bay become relevant? Um, what other NFC team am I overlooking? I should stand out. Maybe somebody from your division, the East. I think it's just. I, I think it's going to be much of the black and blue. I mean, the old school division the NFC where you're going to beat up on each other. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't. Know, I like the, the North. Teams. I mean, I'm looking at. I, I'm looking at the Lions and the Packers. Right. I think I like the, I like the, the Niners. I mean, I, I, I don't, don't know. Think the Niners are playoff caliber just yet. I think they're close. I still really? want to give the nod to Seattle. Who are your wild cards? I don't think the Panthers make the playoffs again. I don't think the Panthers make the playoffs. If I had to throw out a wild card right now, I would say two wild cards. Two, 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 wild, two cards. wild card teams would be Packers and Seahawks. Seahawks? I don't see it. Okay. I think they're dead. I think they're done. I'll take the Niners over the Seahawks. Okay. Says uh, a man who talks too much. All right, we're no, going to come back. Says who, someone who loves Jimmy G. Jimmy G. I, I do like Jimmy G. I think Jimmy mm-hmm. G's stud. I do. All right, uh, we're going to come back and a uh, a special quiz. And I believe you and I will be at, uh, taking it. Oh, so the teacher takes quiz. a quiz. Yes. Another quiz. I don't know. Teacher I becomes a student. Hmm? Yeah, how about Did that? Did you prepare for this one too? How could I? You can't prepare for a pop quiz. I don't even know the subject. Jeez. All right. Don't forget, next hour, we'll go live to Canton, Ohio, where Coach Steve Spagnuolo is there. Uh, So we'll talk to Coach Spags in live in Canton coming up early next hour. We're the fellas Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano on a sports Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, my friend, uh, let's go to Corn because the Corn, Iowa Sam, has a game for us. Uh, they, we, uh, you've been kind of giddy all morning. I have. Very excited about this. Without further ado, this is just the intro here. You two guys, you know plenty about the NFL. But how much do you guys know about the CFL? Nothing. Specifically, one franchise, the Montreal Alouettes, the new home of Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Johnny Manziel. This is the Montreal Alouettes quiz of quizzes, the test of tests. You will each receive six questions. Two of your allotted questions will come with a bonus question to potentially score a bonus point. But... You must get the first question correct to advance to the bonus question. You can make up some ground or get ahead. With that bonus question, think of it, think of it as your money ball. Here we go. Here we go. 
Here we go. Anthony versus Lincoln. Lincoln, you're up first, my man. You ready? Oh, boy. I All know. Right. Here we go. <laughs> what year was the Montreal Alouettes franchise founded? This is multiple choice. 1929, oh 1933, God. 1946, or 1952? Read the years again, please. 1929, 1933, 1946, or 1952? It definitely wouldn't have been pre-World War II. Um, I'm going to go 46. Oh, wow. Really? You got it. Jeez. <laughs> Pretty good, Link. I would not have guessed that. It wouldn't have been for it wouldn't have been pre World War II. I didn't know that. So yeah, forty six. Nineteen forty six, first year of the franchise. All right, Anthony. How many Grey Cup championships do the Montreal Alouettes own? Multiple choice: three, four, six, or seven. Um, they're like the best team in the, in that league. So I'll say seven. Wow. wow. All right. Fire out of the gates. Two for two, Lincoln. Me and you, baby. Here, Here we, we go. Got it. We're moving Come along. Football experts. All right, no. Lincoln. <laughs> what year was the last time the Alouettes won a Grey Cup? This is a multiple choice question and your first bonus question. 2006. This is the last Grey Cup. 2006, 2008, 2010, or 2014? And you must get this correct to advance to the bonus question. And I'll, I'll remind uh, you guys 2010. a lot. 2010. Oh my goodness! Oh my! Wow. Is that right? You yes. Get that? Yeah. It I is. just guessed. I, all right. No I, cheating. All I right. went C. I went for C. I guessed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't even know how you would cheat this game. You're a master of the standardized well, test, my saying. man. All right. You own, you earned the bonus. Do your Google question. skills work that yeah. quick? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even doing it. All I'm right. just trying to do the game honestly, Great. man. Oh, hey, shot in the dark here. A lot of these are. Who knows the CFL that well outside of uh, Canada? No, right? I don't. All right. Bonus question, Lincoln. You're you ready to run for prime minister? <laughs> All right. Here's the bonus question for Lincoln. Yes, the Alouettes last won a Grey Cup in 2010. They won back-to-back titles surrounding the 2010 season. Was it 2009 and 2010 or 2010 and 2011? Mm. I'm going to go with the first one, 9 and 10. Wow. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to play the lottery after you the show. You are a <laughs> Le Hey, man, I just like croissants. That's all. <laughs> all right. So, well, okay. Well, yeah, there we go. Well, that makes sense. Uh, well, okay. French girl uh, in the yeah. window. <laughs> all right, Anthony, here we go. The Montreal Alouettes franchise collapsed in 1982. They were reconstituted under new ownership and renamed blank until 1986. This is a multiple choice question. The new Montreal team was renamed as the Montreal Masons, the Montreal Concords, the Montreal Skippers, or the Montreal Grizzlies? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. I'll go the Concords. Wow. Stop it. You, you stop it. Be me. You guys you are on fire. <laughs> you guys are on fire. 
guys are on fire. This is unbelievable. Wow. I just wow. Went, when all is raw, go see when you don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so everyone, we're, we're, no one's missed one yet. This is crazy. All right. <laughs> this is really so, crazy. <laughs> let me just do a quick tabulation here. I've been trying to keep, okay. So we got, yep, okay. So we haven't missed one yet. All righty. All right. Lincoln's ahead by one because of the bonus question. Yes, Let's just go three, with that. Three to two. Thank you, Mike, for whoa, keeping score. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've got to give cousins bonus. You'll get a bonus question. Don't worry. Give a bonus question. Don't worry, Anthony. You'll get one. In fact, it's not quite yet, but it's coming up. All right. So it better be a 50-50 one, too. I don't think I don't remember that. The Montreal Concords for four years in the 80s. All right, Lincoln. Anthony, you just got that one. Lincoln, this is your question here. The Alouettes play where? Multiple choice. The name of their stadium is, and listen for the uh, options here, Montreal Trudeau Stadium, Molson Coliseum, Percival Labatt Memorial Stadium, or Percival Molson Memorial Stadium. I just heard this last night. It's the it's D. It's it's um um Percival Mace, Molson Memorial Stadium. Here are the options one. again: Montreal Trudeau Stadium, Molson Coliseum, Percival Labatt Memorial Stadium, or Percival Molson Memorial Stadium. The last one, D. Oh my goodness! I just he, heard that last night. He can't. I heard that last he night. Can't miss. Miss. I mean, yes, you heard it last night, Lincoln, but still, yeah. this is he unbelievable. Yeah, the game was on Thursday oh. night. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, well, right. I mean, no, no, was, I, I watched it last night, right? Last night's Friday. Yeah, I watched it last night. Uh, Michael, it should be score of Lincoln 4, Anthony 2. Anthony still has both of his bonus questions left, though. Is that correct? I think if we're keeping score at yes, home. Yes, that is correct. All right, thank you for keeping score, my man. All right, Anthony, here's your next question, and this is a bonus question. All right. Who is the Montreal Alouette's mascot? Multiple choice of the mascot's name. The mascot's name. Is it Fiend du Monde? Is it Renault? Is it Touche? Or is it Le Bubbly? <laughs> Le Bubbly. <laughs> All right. Fin Dumont's a beer. I don't so know. So be it's a Belgian speak. beer. They all speak Bel- French. That's made in Canada. So I'll get rid of that one. It's not Le Bubbly. <laughs> what, what's, what's B and C? So B is Renault. Renault. C is Touche. D is Le Bubbly. Sounds I'm like you go see touche. Oh my, oh my god, they can't miss. Oh. It's stupid. No, Hello. you guys are getting them. <laughs> I, I mean, these are tough questions, really. All right, you just you spent your... two hours putting this together, guys, and All you right. guys aren't missing. All right, we'll we'll fit in a couple more here, and we'll finish the uh, the second half oh of the game in the, sec- in the uh, top oh of the hour here. All right, All right. Anthony, you earned a yeah. bonus your bonus question. All right, here we go. All right, it's got to be fifty fifty now. All right. It kind of is, actually. Once upon a time, Montreal had a second mascot. A second mascot. True or false, that mascot was named, true or false, was named Blitz. I'll say that's true. Oh, stop it! We're tied up. We're tied up. All right, we're halfway through. Guys, we're halfway through, and we're tied. So get that. What a hell of a game. Better than that uh, preseason game. From a lot last of night. scoring okay? going on. That's right. That's you right. guys haven't. I don't think you've missed one yet, have we? I don't think no. so. No, they're 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 knocking them this, down, man. This is enthralling. Dead right. eye shooter. Okay, we we got, got, we're, we're close here to the uh, the break. We're gonna put it on pause here. We will resume the game at the top right. of the hour. I like it. it's good work by you. Uh, this is great. I am so excited. Uh, well, listen, we're big fans of the Alouettes. That's right, Lincoln and I. Yeah, you know, we, yeah. What else is there to do in in? August, 
right? But watch I, a little Alouette's football. I put my heart and soul into this. I, I really did. We see. Well, listen, your your questions well, you're were strong, job. man. Yeah. There's good more good stuff to come here. All right. Well, we're, we're looking forward to it. Uh, yes, we will play the game coming up. Also, we're going to go live to uh, Canton, Ohio. Like Coach Spags is going to join us. Spags. He's on site. Yes, he's on site. He was at the ceremonies last night. He was with a lot of the people, all the gold jacketers. So, uh, including his own uh, Brian Dawkins, who he coached. He and, uh, yeah. yeah, he loves some Dawk. Uh, so, we'll talk to him coming up straight ahead as well as the game. Big hour. Don't go anywhere, fellas, on Fox. Oh, that is us. Yes. Zay, fellas. Les fellas. <laughs> Les fellas. Huh, huh, huh. <laughs> okay. Savoir faire everywhere. Lincoln <laughs> Kennedy. Anthony Gargano. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes. Could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We're in the middle of a uh, big match. A pop quiz on the Montreal Alouettes. Put together by Iowa Sam, a.k.a. Corn. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, later this hour, in about uh, less than 20 minutes, we're going to go live to Canton. And we'll talk to Coach Steve Spagnuolo, who was uh, in Canton. Saw all the guys last night, the, the gold jacketers. So we'll go live to Canton for Coach's uh, summation of what he saw. He was that the parties last night and the ceremony, how incredible it was. So we'll talk a little HOF. We'll also talk a little who's got a shot at HOF of the younger players. Like, are, do you smell an HOF career? And so we'll, we'll do that coming up as well. But back to the game, Iowa Sam. Yes, gentlemen. All right, so we reached halftime. We were tied at 21 apiece. We are tied at four all. And again, this is not about the NFL, gentlemen. You are tied, yes, four all. We are halfway through this this quiz. Six questions each. Tied all. And to see how much you know about the Montreal Alouettes. <laughs> Let's get down to business. All right, gentlemen, here we go. Lincoln, starting with you again. Oh, boy. These two former Alouettes have had their numbers retired. They are royalty in Montreal. Who among them, these two gentlemen, has more Grey Cup championship rings? Two guys for you. Ready? Tight end Peter Diarrhea. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Peter Diarrhea? No, I'm sorry. (laughs) What did you say? No, it's Diarrhea. I'm sorry. I almost almost missed back there. Peter. Peter. Diarrhea. Uh, yeah, this, guy, this, guy, this guy's this guy's has never retired. <laughs> Jeez, I was Sam. Show him some respect. All right. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. Tight end Peter Diarriva. Okay. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. He played from 1968 to 1981. Or two way lineman Herb Trawick, who played from 1946 to 1957. These two retired numbers. These guys. Who has more championship rings among them? What 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 years did the did the the second guy play from? <laughs> Mr. Herb Trawick played from 1946 to 1957, and tight end Peter Daya Riva played from 1968 to 1981. 
It's just so funny. I gotta go with diarrhea. <laughs> well, listen. Oh, <laughs> diarrhea was correct. My goodness. That's a point, Phil. Listen, you got I the runs, you go diarrhea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cha, cha, cha. I, still, I still can't get over how hard that is to Listen, pronounce. I, I, I feel yeah. for you, Sam, right there. That that was a rough Peter one. Peter Well, I, I, I'm assuming that two L's, and it looks like a Latino name. I would say two L's would be like a yuss sound. So How do you spell it? How do you spell the guy's D-A-L-L-A name? D-A-L-L-A space, space R-I-V-A. So it's, oh, Della Riva. Okay. Della Riva. Okay, that makes more sense. All right, Della Riva. Let's call him Della Riva. I had to go with diarrhea. It was just too funny to ignore. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I finished the actual no, question. No, the L's aren't silent in French. Okay, I, I don't know where he's from, and I, I thought it was a, a, perhaps a Hispanic last name, so I was trying my best, but clearly butchered that one. Let's press on. Congratulations, Link. You That's got that awesome. one. I like <laughs> diarrhea better, I don't think I'd actually finish the name before I caught myself, and I was like, that's not going to sound right. So, yeah, there you go. Go. All right. All right. Uh, point for Mr. Lincoln Kennedy. Anthony, moving on. Current Alouette head coach Mike Sherman was the head coach of what NFC North team and what Packers? Current, well, oh, that's now, a now, what current Big 12 team also? Quickly what now. Current Big he, 12 team? He was once upon a time the coach of the Packers, of an NFC North team, and the, of a current Big 12 team. Of a current Big 12 team? Consider you have about 10 seconds, sir. We're going to have to. All right. Well, it's it's the it's the Packers and current uh, West Virginia. Oh! West Virginia's not in the Big 10, are they? He said Big 12. He said Big 12. Current yeah, Big 12. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I screwed that up. I I meant to say SEC. I'm sorry. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I was going to say, like, I'm like, I'm going A&M, Texas right. Texas A&M, yeah. I did know oh. that, too. They were well, you screwed me up with the oh. big oh. give, 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 give him the point, All because right. that, that was a mess up. You're still tied. Don't worry. You're still I, 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 I'm sorry. I, 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 I actually yeah, caught that. I, I meant to say SEC in there, uh, current SEC team. Former Big Twelve team, I should say. Sorry, Mike. Right. What was that? Go ahead. Well, I I actually caught that, but and that's that's not that's that my necessary. mistake. Because they're the only. Actually, tech- I'll take give Lincoln the edge. Oh, I oh, should have no, known the A and M. No, no, because the, because the the host messed up the question. No, it's not your fault. I'm yeah, but I still should have fought A and M. It was A and M and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. A little bit of a layup there, but I made it even tougher because I uh, screwed up the uh, yeah, labeling. You made the it real tough by throwing a division <laughs> that he's not even part well, of. Well, it's finally you have a, a tough. Uh... Well, it was in the Big Twelve when he was coaching there, so I think that's it what was. Sam that's, was getting. I, at. I think yeah. I was writing on the fly here, and it he was said just, a uh, current Big Twelve team. I meant to yeah, say that's why I was like, team. wait a second, current Big Twelve, yes, and maybe yes. meaning that because West Virginia wasn't a part of the okay, Big Twelve. So are, are we giving the point? Are we taking the point away from Ant? No, giving the point away. You messed up, host. All right, five all, five all. Diarrhea and current Big 12. You messed up. All right. Okay. So, all right. So, we're tied up. Here we go. And we have a tiebreaker, too. So, that's a good thing. All right. Moving on. Lincoln. Johnny Manziel is the latest Heisman Trophy winner to migrate north to the CFL. Mm -hmm. Johnny Football is not the first Heisman winner to play for Montreal. How many total Heisman winners, including Manziel, have suited up for Montreal? Multiple choice. And it's your ticket to your final bonus question. Here are your options. One, two, three, or four? Two. Manziel, and I don't know who the other one is. I'm just going to say two. (laughs) The answer is three. Manziel, quarterback Troy Smith of Ohio State, 
and Johnny Rogers of Nebraska. Wow, Johnny Rogers played for the Alouettes? He did way back when. Well, Troy so, Smith won the Heisman? Yes, he did. He did. Yes, I, he did. I, 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 I honestly forgot about that, too. Oh, my gosh. Wow, I forgot about the home. Okay. So as I read it, it is Ant 5 on a, you know, we got a little bit of an asterisk going five. here. Yeah. <laughs> Lincoln has five. Anthony has five. We all t- we're tied up still. Okay, we got it. All right, moving on here. So we're still the tied. hostess with the mostest, baby. <laughs> all right, I guess I spent all my mental energy uh, concocting this uh, this quiz here. All right. So unfortunately, Lincoln, you did not move on to your bonus question. We are still tied. So there's it's still anybody's game here. All right, here we go. Anthony, moving on to you. The Montreal Alouettes are also known for short as the Owls. Makes sense, right? All right. What is their secondary <laughs> nickname? Multiple choice. The Larks, the Lakes, La Resistance, or the Loons? Okay, it's not the Loons. That's the currency. And what is, what's the first three? Here are your options again. The Larks, the Lakes, La Resistance, and the Loons. I'll go uh, La Resistance. I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Anthony. The correct answer is the Larks. Option A. All right. All right. All right. Oh, my goodness. We're still tied here. We're still tied. Here we go. Only justice. (laughs) I mean, it all evens (laughs) out, right? Okay. Good stuff. All right. We got two questions left and a possible tiebreaker. Here we go. Lincoln, what the hell is an alouette? Multiple choice. An alouette is a French astronaut. An alouette is a song. An alouette is a French revolutionary. An alouette is French for infantrymen. Song, infantrymen. Would you like to hear the options again? Yes, please, please. Alouette is a French astronaut. An alouette is a song. An alouette is a French revolutionary. An alouette is French for infantrymen. I didn't learn this in French class, so I'm going to say astronaut. It is actually a song. It is a work song. Yes, so it's actually well, they're mean, named after okay. a work song, which is quite quite strange. But uh, it's stupid. It <laughs> that's is. what it is. And it made a great question, <laughs> didn't it? Stupid nickname. It did. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It's it definitely the French have their own uh, way of doing stuff. All right. Hey, we're still tied here, guys. But Anthony, you still have your question and the bonus right. question. So it come pretty much All comes right. down to this. All right. All right, Anthony, final question plus possible bonus question. In 2017, out of 18 regular season games, did the Alouettes win more than five games or less than five games? In 2017, did they win? Last year, I'll say, I don't know. More than five games or less than five games? I'll go under. Oh! Takes the lead. Three seven. Yeah, no. <laughs> Three and fifteen in twenty seventeen were the Alouettes. Three. And they 15. play eighteen games in that league. Yes, yeah. they do. That's and awesome. They get it in. All right. Make. Yeah. I, I want to play eighteen games. <laughs> well, that, that that pretty much wraps it up. But we can give That's Anthony it. the bonus question real quick. Certainly for it's the pretty, for the for the new car for the resistance and the new car. And uh, the song. <laughs> and deportation to Montreal. <laughs> hey, not a bad place to be, right? All right, Anthony, well, real Saint quick. St. Catherine Street's pretty nice. <laughs> I've Good never story. been. Need to go. Definitely need to go. I hear it's a great town. Anthony, oh, true or false? True or false, Anthony? Shaky, shaky, Link. 
The Montreal Alouettes were mentioned on the FX television show The League. True or false? True. Oh, my goodness. There you go. Game's perfect. Awesome. That's it. You win. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Good job, Great Sam. Great useless knowledge yeah. of the Montreal yeah. Alouettes. Way to go, Sam. I, Next I, week. Sorry I butchered one The of them. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. We'll just do this every week until football. We'll, not, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll not only get a chance to meet diarrhea, but we'll get a chance to meet ball movement, too. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> He's an well, I heard that this morning. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what I was trying to say there. Yeah, that's good. All right, uh, we're gonna come back and we'll visit. We'll go straight live to Canton, Ohio, which is really the Louvre. Speaking of France, oh, look uh, at you! Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's nice. the Iowa straight out corn right there, baby. Right, there you go. There you go. All right, we'll go uh, live to Canton. We'll talk to Coach Steve Spagnolo formerly of the Giants, and uh, we'll get his uh, take on uh, the Hall of Fame and, and uh, some of the this year's class. We're the fellas licking Kennedy Anthony Gargano from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. So what does it mean when Geico says 15 minutes could save you 50% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should go on to geico.com 15 minutes ago. We are the fellas. He's Anthony Gargano. I'm Lincoln Kennedy. And pleased to be joined by a friend of the show, Steve Spagnolia former defensive coordinator and head coach in the National Football League. Coach, welcome to the show. I got to ask you right off the bat, you're you're in Canton with all the Hall of Famers. As a defensive guy, what was it like to prepare for someone like T.O. or Randy Moss? Well, good to talk to you guys today. Boy, you jump right out there with those two. You know what it was like, Link? It was scary. (laughs) <laughs> That's what it was like. It was very, very scary. I mean, well, thank God they both didn't play on the same team at one time because I don't know what you'd do. I mean, one advantage you have is if, if those guys are, uh, you know, the only receiver that a team would have on uh, on that particular offense, then maybe yeah. you could find a way to take away and double them. But look at those, you know, I, I, some of the highlights that we were watching last night, uh, especially of Randy, um, it, it was he was uncoverable. There was a time, Anthony Link, when, when it was almost like he was uncoverable. You'd put two guys on him, you know, it'd be a jump ball, and he'd just jump up. I mean, he was not only tall, but he was fast, and yeah. he had great hands. I mean, T.O. was the same way. He was big and physical. But those guys were – sometimes, you know, sometimes in games like that, Link, you'd say, hey, look, they're going to get their catches. Let's just make sure they don't score touchdowns and hope that you can stop everybody else on the team. Yeah, and we're talking to uh, the great Coach Spag, Steve Spagnuolo, live in Canton. What, what was it like last night? Anthony, you would have loved it. Uh, Marie and I sat there and said, I got, and I got a little present for you, too. I mean, Doc was giving out <laughs> gifts. I said, I got to grab one for Anthony, so I'll bring it back to you, buddy. <laughs> Philadelphia. You know what I really, really enjoyed about it, guys? So, so it's the gold jacket ceremony, and I don't know if you guys have been to it before, but it's in a big, uh, it's in the Civic Center here in Canton. So it's a big event, and the general public was up in the stands area. There's a dinner, and it was terrific. And anybody and everybody associated with the NFL is there. What I really, really enjoyed was uh, there was 140 of the uh, now 318 inductees. There was 310 with the eight that went in last night. But there was 140 of the guys that are in the Hall of Fame that were there, and they announced each one of them coming out with their gold jackets. And, of course, to announce 140 guys, it takes a little while, but I, I, I loved it. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, you know all the other, but Paul Krause, 
all-time mm-hmm. interception elite, uh, leader. Wow. I mean, Ozzie Newsom was there. Joe Namath, you know, stumbled out. Mm-hmm. And Big Joe with his smile <laughs> was terrific. Emmett Smith, LT. I tell you what was interesting. So in, in between the, the evening and the show, of course, NFL Network, I think, broadcasted half of it. And in between, they'd interview the, the seven guys that were inducted. And Randy Moss and I believe it was Ray Lewis were being interviewed by Steve Weiss. They, they looked like two little kids talking about shaking Lawrence Taylor's hand. Oh, so when they, how cool. so when they yeah, when they got announced and they got to shake, they went got the two all these hundred and forty guys. They shook all their hands and they were hugging and and they could not. They were giddy about uh, meeting Lawrence Taylor. I thought that was really cool, connecting you know the old oh, old football that. and with the, yeah. with the new guys. Yeah, it was really because it's a celebration of the game. Absolutely, is, is, yeah. is what it is. Yeah, no yeah, question. Cause... I mean, and, you know, Rich Eisen did a great job, um, you know, hosting it, and he. He did a nice job. You know, we're kicking off the season. We had the game Thursday night and then the mm-hmm. celebration of these great players. It's terrific. Coach, I've always thought the Hall of Fame for any sport is is the chronological, somewhat, somewhat chronological history of the game with, with the players and the people that have made the greatest impact on the game. And that's definitely yeah. what the Hall of Fame represents. And no question. you had a chance to coach a game changer that's going in. B. Dawkins, mm. I have the utmost respect for this guy because I played against him many times, and he was yeah. tenacious as far as being everywhere, a safety that could cover sideline to sideline and was always involved and wasn't afraid to come up and smack you, didn't care how big you were. Talk about your relationship with him and just how a, a, a proud moment it has to be for you to have, have had such an impactful player on your teams. Yeah, well, I watch. So when they do the ceremony, uh, as, after they introduce those 140 guys, and then the, the new inductees get to put on their jacket for the first time. And Troy Vincent is going to do the introduction tonight uh, when Brian does his speech. But he also put the, the gold jacket on Brian last night. And at that moment where Troy was putting it on Brian, because I coached bo- uh, both Troy and, and yeah. Brian Dawkins, that, that's a special moment just to sit there and watch that. I grabbed Troy afterwards. And I said, Troy, that had to be special for you. He goes, he goes, Coach. He goes, Brian's arms are still so big, I couldn't even get the sleeves <laughs> over his biceps, you know. Because if you remember, Link, you know, Brian, you know, at 210 pounds, I mean, that's, he's not a 220, 230-pound no. safety, but he was really put together. And I just enjoyed what was really special having coached him is when they did the video on Brian and just – just re- going back in my memory of some of those plays that he made. I had forgotten this, uh, Anthony, and you probably haven't because you remember everything, but we played Houston in the vet in the early 2000s, and Brian is still the only player in the NFL to have had a interception, a cause yeah. fumble, a sack, and scored a touchdown yeah. in that same game. Yeah. He, was on the punt, he was on the punt team. We faked the punt. They shovel passed it to Brian. He scored a touchdown. So, I mean, yeah. think about that, Link, right? One wow. guy. Tell the, uh, tell was, the bicep was, story. <laughs> oh, you mean when he got hurt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, so Brian, Brian and I talked about that last night. So he had a gathering, a uh, private party. All his teammates were there last night. That was special. I got to see, you know, Donovan McNabb was there and Trotter and Ike Reese and a whole bunch of those guys. John Runyon came. Mr. Laurie was there. But I went over to Brian. I got, a, I got about four or five minutes with him because, you know, everybody's pulling him in different directions. I said, Doc, do you remember when you hurt that Liz Frank? He, he, here is Liz Frank in his foot early in that, mm-hmm. I want to say, 2002 season. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
And so he knew we knew he was going to be out for eight weeks. So I said, Brian, come here. I had this little measuring tape. I, I measured his biceps when the, the day he got hurt, the next day he got hurt. And I said, okay, eight weeks from now, I'm going to see what that looks like. Because I knew the guy, he has so much energy. He's got to do something. He wasn't going to be anything to able to do anything with his lower body. So I knew he was going to sit in the weight room all day and do biceps link. I mean, they grew two inches in, in eight weeks, and he was like a, you know, he was a monster when he got back out there. But he's still very intense. I mean, uh, even last night, putting that jacket on, man, I thought he was going to run around and hit everybody in the civic set. <laughs> civic set. It was terrific. He probably wanted to. He probably wanted to. <laughs> I bet he uh, they, All those guys, that's, most of those guys right now look like they could still play. But, you know, you know guys, what – you know, the, the Brian Dawkins, Ray Lewis, you know, Brian Erlacher went in and Randy Moss and, of course, T.O. we know wasn't there. But because we, we recognize all of them because they're more recent. But I enjoyed, you know, Jerry Kramer got inducted, yeah. uh, Robert Brazell uh, yeah. playing linebacker for Houston all the years. And, and special to me also, uh, I'm very fortunate and blessed I had a connection. Bobby Bethard was inducted, and I actually was an intern for Bobby Bethard in the Washington Redskins in 1983. Really? Yeah, at wow. their training camp in Carlisle, PA. Isn't that cool? And so to, awesome. Yeah, to see him get a joke, uh, Coach Gibbs put the jacket on Bobby, and that, that was wow. special. It's been a long time coming, and uh, it, was, it was a great evening. It really was. That is so cool. What was yeah. um, you as a the great defensive mind, what, a guy like Ray Lewis, and the, yeah. his ability to go side by side, side to side, yeah. I mean, can you talk about just his dominance and how he, he, he dominated with the big guys up front to keep yeah. the guys off him and his ability to roam? He, uh, you know, Anthony, you and I talked during the week about the stats of Brian Dawkins. You know, Brian had 37 interceptions and I think 25 or 26 sacks, plus those caused fumbles. Well, as they ran the clips on Ray, you know, Ray as a as a linebacker, as a middle linebacker, had thirty one interceptions and forty sacks. Wow! I mean, so that's thirty plus in both categories. And to me, that says all you need to know about Ray Lewis. But watching his highlights, or especially when he was younger, and both. But can you imagine Brian Dawkins and Ray Lewis in the same huddle during a game with the energy and the you know yeah. those those guys are as intense as it gets. I mean, they might have killed each other. I mean, they, 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 wouldn't know, they wouldn't know who they were hitting. They would just go hit somebody. But look at a guy, I mean, can you imagine as a, as a defensive coach, any defensive coach in the league would have loved to have had Ray Lewis in the middle of the defense because he just made the other 10 guys around him so much better. They elevated the game. And, uh, yeah, I would say last night um, that when they got their jackets, Ray Lewis and Brian Dawkins were the two most intense guys. They were, thought they were going to rip themselves right out of those jackets. That's so cool. Man. What was what? You know, it's a shame because we talked about To not being there, and yeah. I mean, you knew To, and I mean, what? A, if all the histrionics aside, what? What an yeah. incredible athlete! Like incredible. You, you talked about his pregame rituals and I what he was know, like pregame. I remember that. Yeah, he, he he to me, it had to be an hour and a half, ninety minute ritual that he would go through. It when he was done, it looked like to me he had played a full game already. And all he was doing was getting his body right. Um, he was getting mentally right. He, T.O. was one of those, you know, he's passionate about the game of football. I mean, he's passionate about everything. Um, but he was, he, he loved to practice. He practices out as, as anybody. I mean, he never took a playoff. Guys like that, there's a reason why, uh, they became as great as they did because they were God gifted, naturally talented. 
But along with that, they had a passion to play the game and be as, as good as they could possibly be. And uh, T.O. loved to play the game of football on Sundays, and he certainly loved to win. I, I enjoyed the two years, so the year and a half that we had with him in Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, I would have loved to have seen him last night. You know, it would have been neat to have uh, Brian there, who I had a chance to coach. T.O. was on the same team. Bobby Bethard, you know, I had a chance to be an intern with. So right. it, was, it was fun for Maria and I to be a part of it. I'll never forget that instance. I saw T.O. in Jacksonville prior to the Super Bowl. Earlier in the week, I was working with the network. Earlier in the week, he was in a boot. And I went up because yeah. I've known T.O. for years, and I was like, man, and look, you got that boot on. You're going to be able to play. He looked at me. He's like, I'm playing in this game. I'm not missing yeah. this game. And it was one of you the know, greatest single-per-game performance I've seen him have, right. especially coming off of that injury. As you, know what been, you know what would have been interesting, guys, is if we had won that game. And So I talked to Jeremiah Trotter last night, and we were talking about that game. And I had forgotten this, Anthony, but you know, we only lost by three points. And I forgot. We turned the ball over five times. Yeah, you remember well, that, Anthony? Yeah, I, I know we turned it over a bunch. And, three well, interceptions, one. Yeah. One. And I think, <laughs> the uh, fumble earlier, we left points fumble. on the yeah. field. Yeah. But what I was kind of going to was, had we pulled that game out and won it, do you think T.O. would have got the MVP, Anthony? Yes. Absolutely. He was the best yeah. player on the field. <laughs> you know, I, I know everybody likes to go quarterback, but he yeah. was the best player on the field. And it, yeah. it's, it's a shame. Do you remember what he went through to get back? Like, oh, it's he, amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, they, he just—he willed himself to play in that game. He really did. No, it was—it was, it was unreal. Like, I, and I don't yeah. think Andy. I remember talking to Andy afterwards and Andy Reid, and that Andy did not know the kind of shape that he would be in. And and when yeah. he when he was going over the game plan, you could talk to this because when he was going over the game plan, he didn't have as much to in it because he thought he would be limited. True. Yeah, he wasn't sure what he was going to be able to do. But I tell you what, I, you look. I watched. I don't haven't seen T.O. in a long time, but I see him on TV. I'm like, he looks like he can still play. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just has one of those bodies, and he was just built to play football. But back then, that game that you're talking about, there wasn't any doubt uh, that he would be ready physically in his whole body. It's just a matter of how the the foot was going to react to going out there and playing real football because he didn't practice very much at all during the week. No. And you're right. I mean, I think Andy had to adjust during the game and say, hey. He can, and probably Donovan wasn't sure either, but it was it was evident early. Uh, I think a quick slant or something he got early in the game that he was going to be able to do it. And then, of course, then the Patriots had to worry about him. So it was yeah. to our advantage. But that, it was really a heroic uh, effort by T.O. in that, that particular was. game. It's, it's a shame we didn't end up winning it, but that's how it, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, I, but just such a great celebration of the sport. Hey, last thing real quick, because we watched the game the other night, and, and you were uh, – allayed some fears, I thought, when it comes to the new rule and how it will yeah. affect the game this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Now, Anthony, as you and I watched it, and of course you and I are talking so much during the game, but I don't believe, and Link, maybe you can help us out, I don't believe they Other called Other than the second quarter, penalties. remember? Other than Did the second quarter. That's right. Yeah, that's right. right. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> this popped in my head last night. So as they were showing uh, the videos of, really, I'm thinking mostly about about Ray, Brian Erlach, the defensive guys, Ray Lewis and Brian Dawkins. So they're showing their highlights. As the highlights are going by, I tapped Maria one time, and I said, you know what, Maria? That'd be a penalty. You know, then there's another yeah. highlight of Dawkins. Yeah, that'd, that'd be yeah. a penalty now. You know, Ray Lewis, oh, no, he wouldn't have been able to do that. I mean, it was a... You watch some of the vicious hits that those guys had when they played, and look, the helmet was in the middle of a bunch of them. And uh, so, you know, will the highlight reels look different now for defensive players? You know, probably. And it'll be, again, it's, it's all about 
how it's going to be officiated. We got a little bit of taste of that, um, you know, Thursday night. You know, we got a bunch of other games coming up next week. So, I mean, look, I, I thought somebody made it. I don't even know who it was, but somebody made a great point uh, that I listened to a couple of days ago. I think you and I talked about it, Anthony. I mean, years ago when they changed the chuck rule to you can't hit them all over the field, but only within the first five yards. I mean, people adjusted to it, and the game survived. So, hopefully, the same thing will happen here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Coach, great stuff, man. Great yeah, stuff. All right. Always have enjoy, a uh, safe r- safe ride home and give uh, Marie it. a kiss for us, all right? You enjoy the ceremony, Coach. Bye, Lane. There it is. Coach Spaggs checking in. And uh, always a pleasure to talk to. He's great insight. Also, a man that's a pleasure to talk to. We love. Lord of Trendings. Oh, I love. Pleasure to talk to you guys as well. Good morning, Anthony and Lincoln. We start with college football on Friday. Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer issuing a statement apologizing for the way he handled questions at Big Ten Media Day about domestic violence allegations against former assistant Zach Smith. Meyer said, quote, My intention was not to say anything inaccurate or misleading. I was not adequately prepared to discuss these sensitive personnel issues. Unquote. Meyer added, quote, I have always followed proper reporting protocol and procedures when I have learned of an incident involving a student-athlete, coach, or member of our staff by elevating the issues to the proper channels, unquote. A sentence that was surely completely stream of consciousness and not in any way written with the help of attorneys or PR Uh consultants. Baseball Friday night. Steve Pierce followed his three-home run performance Thursday against the Yankees with yet another home run, while Rick Porcello pitched a complete game one-hitter on the mound in Boston's 4-1 victory. In a World Series rematch, Justin Verlander struck out 14 in seven and two-thirds innings in the Astros' 2-1 win over the Dodgers. Hey, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, but in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Finally, former Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Johnny Manziel Friday threw four interceptions in his Canadian Football League debut as his Montreal Alouettes were blown out by the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But hey, on the bright side, according to the current exchange rate, four Canadian interceptions is the equivalent of only 3.1 American interceptions. Anthony and Lincoln. <laughs> and nice, Isla. That's why you rule, Isla. That's why you're the Lord of Trendings. Hysterical. We're the fellas live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could uh, save you 15% or more in car insurance. You can visit geico.com, get a free rate quote. Uh, <laughs> Big Link, it, it was really a, a sound like a great night in Canton. I, I love to. Uh, to kind of go through those old players and, and remember Ray Lewis, how dominant he was, the whole thing. So let me ask you about some guys right now. Like, we know Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. Right. But what about some of the young quarterbacks? Do they have a chance? So uh, this is not whether or not they're going to be, because obviously they need to fulfill a lot of play a lot of years and stay right. healthy and the whole thing. I'm curious, what kind of chance do you give the following quarterbacks, or do you give him a chance at all at being potentially Hall of Fame? So you get what I'm at, right? Yes, I do. All right. So let's start off in the uh, let's start off in the NFC East. I'll give you the layup, Carson Wentz. 
start off with the gender Jesus coming off of an injury. After we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago about show and prove, I think that he definitely has the ability to be a Hall of Famer. Yes, I, I would. I would concur. I know, I know you would concur. I know. I, I I would think that's a very sharp answer by you, Lincoln. Yes, thank you. I thought you were going to say that was a layup, huh? It's just, <laughs> no, I, you know, you have a keen eye of quarterbacks. I agree. Uh, let's stay in the East, and I'll give you every young quarterback. Let's go. Let's go with Dak. I don't think, unless something turns around, I don't think Dak makes the Hall of Fame. I don't think Dak's a Hall of Fame player, quarterback. I agree. Concur. Keen eye. Lincoln. All right. As South. Let's go. Breeze is in, right? Well, you don't want to talk about Eli Manning or Alex Smith? Well, Eli's not a Hall of Famer, is he? <laughs> you don't think Eli's a Hall of Famer? You don't think Eli gets in? Uh, Eli? Uh... Well, um, listen. He's gotten he's got numbers. Mm-hmm. He's got two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. You know, his last name is his last name. Do you think mm-hmm. he's a Hall of Famer? And you're right. It was an obvious. Uh, over- yes, oh. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's I don't. A, but you no. tell me. Let me ask is. you this. Let me ask you this. Okay, just speaking. I of- take Philip Rivers over Eli. Man. Okay, I was okay. I was going to. I was. Is Ben Roethlisberger a Hall of Famer? No. No? Really? Huh? Wow. Interesting. All right. Well, I mean, if you think he is, then he, okay. I'm just saying, no, no, no. The, the question was posed to you. It wasn't. I, I, I mean, I, and again, this is not looking at numbers. Or I just go off of test. my feel. And I say no. You, you say yes? I say yes. I say I like okay. Philip Rivers and I like Ben Roethlisberger. And I also like Eli Manning. But that's an amazing You think thing. Eli's a Hall of Famer? I think Eli's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh let's go let's go well Breeze is a Hall of Famer. Breeze is Hall of Famer. I don't know if Matt Ryan is though. Matt, no. I'd say no. Not right now. Not right now. Uh uh. Cam Newton, no. No. North Rogers, yes. Yeah. Stafford, no. No. Trubisky, Trubisky, no. I don't think he can become one and Ooh, we miss one. Minnesota Cousins. Oh, no. Cousins. No. All right. Uh, now let's go to the West. Golf. Can someday mm. he be a Hall of Famer? Wow. That's really projecting. Yeah, I'd say no. You say no right now? This early? Mm-hmm. If he stays with this offense and they're successful, man, I don't know. Might have to change. I'm just going to go. No, I mean, I'm okay. Gonna, okay, right now. I mean, I'm not telling you he doesn't have a chance. I think he's got no. a chance. But I, if I, you, the question is like, do you bet which one or the other? I bet no, no. Right? Well, yeah, no. Well, right now, it's yeah. No, you'd probably say no. Jimmy G. No. Who would you go golf or Jimmy G? You had to pick one as a chance. I had to pick one. one? Yeah, deep into the future. You had to pick one yeah, to bet yeah, on. Well, you probably have to go with Jimmy G. Agreed. I agree. But right now, I say no. All right. Uh, so it's funny. You so you go Ben? Yes. I think Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I guess I really yeah, do. I, you know. Yeah. All right. I'll, I do. I'll, I mean, I. You know what? As much as he's done with the Steelers, and as much as he's been involved, yeah. he was hard to bring down. He he made throws. He. 
I mean, they've won championships. I, I, I think he is. Okay. I mean, who is his comp? I don't know. If I like Ben going. too. Like I don't. I do. I like Ben. Yeah. I, I I like him. But but I don't know if you can. You, H-O-F, you, you, man. As far as quarterbacks that are in there, I don't think there's one. There's been one like him because I don't think there's been anyone as big as a strong to play the game as long as he has and to do what he's done. I mean, he's a big guy. Yeah. Like truthfully, in my mind, there's only three. Hall of Fame quarterbacks right now. It's Brady, Rodgers, and Breeze. See, as much as I, I, I dislike Rivers, the numbers and consistency, man. I mean, he has. Yeah, no, I want to put. I, I, I love Rivers. So yeah, I would. I told you I would go Rivers. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I should tell We'll, we'll, we'll put a bow on it coming up next. The fellas talking Hall of Fame, Fox Sports Radio. Fellas! Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, hanging out with you. Uh-huh. Huh? Huh? Uh-huh. All right. Uh, question, bro. Answer, bro. All right. <laughs> so you you go Rivers or Ben? Oh, really? Yeah. I got to go both, man. Yeah, you, you, you hold. I get. I pick one. Is that what you're saying? Jeez. So you go. Oh yeah, I want you to pick one. I mean, you, everybody go both. No skill in that. Oh man, I have to shoot. I think both are deserving, but if I had to pick one, it'd be Ben, Big Ben, over Rivers. Yep, I think Rivers is a better quarterback now. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going off of what I feel. The gut test. HOF. HOF to the, the, the ultimate. You're looking at the, I mean. Did you look at Ben's numbers? No, I haven't. I, I don't, I'm not a numbers guy. What do, what do you see? Do you have him up? No, I'm just, I'm just curious. Oh. Just, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I the, the, no, he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, my God. You have look him up now? Yeah, look at his numbers. Yeah. 51,000 yards. Yeah. 329 touchdowns. Wow. Now, now just those those That's those big outrageous. numbers that you have right there. Let's just hold those big numbers and compare them to Yeah, Phillip. no, he's definitely a Hall of Famer, you're right. Oh, I mean, no, my god. Wow. No, go ahead. No, I was just I was going to I'm pulling up Philip Rivers. Um you know, my typing skills aren't as... Uh, so, okay. Career stats. I would say, I'm going to tell you that Rivers has thrown for more yards than Ben. I believe that. I believe That's that. That's my just guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I don't. Well, I have no idea. I mean, I'm just guessing Rivers. right now. Well, this isn't... This isn't all. This is just... This is NFL. I don't know where you got your stats from. Did you, like this and, did you this get is, it? This is, this is what happens last year. I'm trying to look for the career stats. All right, I get it right here. I got it right here in front of me. Dude. All right, so yes. So here's Philip Rivers. Wow, look how close this is. Philip Rivers, 50,348. No, he has some yards, man. And you said 51 for Big Ben? Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. They're all, that's how close they are. That's it. 
fifty thousand. Oh my god! Touchdowns and interceptions aren't that far off either, fellas. Like it's it's right, it's, it's it's very close. Three hundred and forty-two touchdowns. What's Ben got? Three twenty-nine. Mm. So Rivers more TDs. Who has more interceptions? Ben by right. eight. Ben by eight. Ben's got one seventy-four. Rivers has got one sixty-six. See, nobody nobody talks about Rivers in the in that conversation as far as no, Rivers is a hell of a quarterback, man. He's I'm a, a huge a Rivers fan. He's he's got he's gotten some bad luck, guys. Like he really has. Well, like, they, start, they always start off poorly. They do, oh, and then, okay. and then there was the the. I mean, I don't think he gets nearly enough credit for the year where he tore his ACL and he still wound up playing against an undefeated Patriots team the very next week. Mm-hmm. Like that 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 was to me one of the more courageous things I've seen in football. Like because. The Patriots were unbeatable that year until the Super Bowl, obviously. But for him to have a torn ACL, get out of that game and come back in, it was insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're really close. Yeah, you know, he's he. I, I love Rivers, man. Competitor. He's a he's a great he's a great 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 yeah. quarterback. I mean, just an incredible, just an incredible quarterback. My lord, what he's done. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, a lot of fun today. It was a, a really good football show. That's what we do. Yeah, no, it was a great. I, I enjoyed it. Love All right, it uh, thank you, boys. Great job, everybody. Have thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day, great weekend. Fellas are out. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.